everyone, and welcome to Film Geek Time Machine. Hi, Austin. <laughs> I'm your host, Austin Kennedy. Hi, hi. Tim. Oh, hi. I'm Tim. <laughs> and this is the podcast oh, I where... Thought, I thought you were talking to me. So. Oh. <laughs> this is the podcast where I have a time machine, and I'm a film geek, so what does a film geek do with a time machine? Travel back in time and watch movies. So we pick a random date. We picked June 12th, 1984, and we look up the newspaper... And then we look at what uh, we would see, or what we are going to see, in real time. So we're going to, like, at 12 o'clock we pick this movie, 2 o'clock we pick this movie. And then we kind of pick them together. So the movies that we didn't pick, so I'm going to look at the newspaper right now. Here we are. So this is what was out besides the movies that we picked. So huge movies, Gremlins. Ghostbusters, Indiana Temple, Jones and the Temple, Temple of, Doom. of Doom. Yeah, that was out. Um, the Natural was also out. Uh, um, Footloose was out. I can tell you Footloose was out. Because we watched Footloose. <laughs> okay. Star Trek 3, Search that for was, Spock. That was, that was, that was also that was out. Police and Academy was still out. Splash was out in some theaters. Um, yeah, 84 was a fucking it was, banger. It was okay. a, a summer of 84 was pretty cool. And one movie that was out that I would do want to talk about that we chose, not chose on purpose, was Once Upon a Time in America. Sergio Leone's yes. epic gangster film. And, and by all means, I would love, absolutely love to talk about this movie. But I refused to see the watch the theatrical cut because it was taken away from Sergio Leone and they yeah. cut like over an hour out of that movie. Yeah, because it's about uh, it's a four hour movie, but they, it's, it's it's not in the theater. It ain't. No, it's like <laughs> it's like just over two hours or like yeah. almost two and a half hours. They cut like ninety minutes out of it, and you've never have seen. You, it. Have you never seen the theatrical cut? No, because it was never really available. Austin Kennedy. You're a movie historian. No, I am. Okay? Well, the thing is, so it's not readily... <laughs> now, granted, I didn't want to watch it either, because no. it's probably the shittiest version. It's not ready <laughs> available, because even when it came out on its home release, it was they already released it in its big... Austin, Austin big one. we're traveling through time. Oh, it's that's ava- right. It's available to us. <laughs> I okay? don't... I definitely don't want to see it. So, And especially if it's your first time seeing it, I don't want that to be your first yeah, time seeing it. Yeah, that's fine. So. So that's why I didn't want to do it. But anyways, that's why we're not t- talking about... Bro- well, uh, I really wanted to watch Firestarter. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> okay, so the movies that we did pick, um, and we again, we were all kind of choosing together. So the first movie we picked is Moscow and the Hudson with Robin Williams. Now, I've never seen this movie. I remember watch because I always watched Cisco and Ebert when I was a kid. So I was seven, when uh, almost eight, when this came out. You, you were, were watching Cisco and Ebert when you were seven? I was really in the movies and already. And you got laid in your, in your teenage years? <laughs> I did, I did. I don't understand you, Austin. <laughs> you make no sense to me. So, okay. <laughs> so um, but yeah, I was watching Cisco and Ebert, and I do remember specifically, um, in fact, the scene that I remember is like his head being on their Maria Cachita Alonso's uh, dress. I remember seeing that. Oh, in I'll the, be talking about that. I remember seeing that in the thing. I'll be talking about thing. Oh, plenty of stuff in this movie because I watched this movie. The second movie, <laughs> Street, Streets of Fire, which I know Tim didn't see, which is why I'm like, well, we're watching it because I, I want Tim to watch it. I, I, I'd only ever seen two of these movies. Yeah. So yeah. And I've, I've seen three of them. So Firestarter, which you've seen, and I've never seen Firestarter. Yeah, that so that's why be, I picked it. That, is that the first time that's happened? Maybe, maybe, maybe. But I, I've never seen it. And uh, every time I tell someone I haven't seen Firestarter, like, what? You're a film geek? And I'm like, well... In the early eighties, you know, I was a young kid, and a lot of people's ins were horror films. I did not like horror movies. I did not like right. being scared, and well, so I stayed away from that. Because not really a horror movie. No, not really. But <laughs> at the time, they were, I mean, it was marketed as a horror film. Yeah, it's a Stephen King film, right? And at this they point, would say it. I don't think they told anybody Stand by Me was about Stephen King. Oh, film not really. No, 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 no. People, people won't go. They'll think it's scary. Yeah, and it's only kind of scary. And then the <laughs> uh, the other three movies we picked. Um, Three dance movies in a row. We got Beat Street, 
We got uh, Footloose, and then we went to the drive-in to see Footloose and Breakin' Double Feature. Not so. Breakin' 2. No memes. No memes. Okay, no memes. It's just, just the, the OG. OG Breakin'. But the OG has to exist for the memes to exist. <laughs> that's okay. true. That's true. You could meme this movie, though. <laughs> oh, no, this movie's actually probably been memed to high heaven, too. They could just lie and say So is the movie. And one. again, this is June 12, 1984, and the music that was out, I mean, this is like the heyday of music, because... I was also okay, really music, into music. All this time, time is yeah. the heyday of music, you old fucking codger. No, but this is there's some really I mean, good stuff I'm in here. Granted, I'm the target audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for this music, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was 15. Yeah. when at this time, and, I, and at this time, I was already listen. I was heavily into music too, in the soul. Time after time was the number one Cindy Lauper. Yes. Um, in good, the time. good song. The Reflex, Duran Duran, amazing song, great. Um, let's hear it for the body. I don't know if I let's remember let's that. Let's hear it for the boy. Let's hear it. for Oh the my god! Body? Why did I see? I, I look like it's a body. Oh, so that's so. How many songs from Footloose are on here? Let's let's hear it uh, for the boy. At least two. And then almost, almost paradise. paradise. And then you said you saw that other one too. The uh, Dancing in the Sheets. Okay, there it is. is. Yeah. Yes. Also, a song from Breakin' was number well, granted, 40. Maybe was... I'm wrong. I'm assuming... I think that was in Footloose. Oh, okay. But we did just watch, like, five movies with a bunch of songs. Like, <laughs> right, right, all right, right. a bush in my head. Yeah. Okay. But, but Breakin', There's No Stopping Us, that's also in the top. So that's actually... Yes. That was a popular song. It's the 40th, though. It's, yeah. Well, it's... It's, the, it's, it's a in failure, there. Austin Kennedy. It's in there. It, it made it in there. But Lionel Richie, Hello, Dancing in the Dark, Bruce Springsteen, Jump for My Love, Pointer Sisters. It's, oh, Self Control is a great song, Laura Brennan. Oh, yes. Part uh-huh. of Rock and Roll. Sister Christian. Part of Rock and Roll is number six, huh? Oh, Sherry. Okay. Steve, one, one. Pa- Steve oh, Perry. That number there is what it was last Eyes week. Eyes Without a Face. Confusing me. This, like I said, this is me. Yeah. I'm not going to like listen to the. If I were to just listen. If I traveled through time to 1984 in some magic fashion <laughs> and turned on the radio, I'd go like, I like all these songs. Okay. Yeah. So that's, that's the time that we were in. Moscow on the Hudson is the first movie, so I've never seen this movie. It's directed by, uh, written and directed by Paul Mazursky. Paul Mazursky was pretty uh, prominent filmmaker in the 70s. Um, his first movie was a pretty big cult smash, was uh, Bob and Carol and Ted and Alice. Yes, um, okay, that which, was him, okay. Which I've never seen. I've seen... Oh, well, sometime we'll watch that. Yeah, I, have I, you seen I, it? You know something? I'm an old man, I might have seen that, but... I've been watching movies for longer. Than so you, okay, I've seen Actually, a, maybe not because somehow you started when you were a fucking fetus. Okay? Oh, I was. Oh, I was really <laughs> in the movies right away. Um, so Blue Bloom and Love. I, I, I seen that in nineteen seventy three. You didn't see that in nineteen seventy three. No, no, no. Yeah. But oh, wait, I, we did travel to nineteen seventy. No, no, no. Seventy two. You, you did watch a bunch of nineteen seventy three movies. That's I right. did. I did a, a, a right. podcast, and you guessed on there too. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, anyways, uh, Bloom and Love. Oh my God! You would be, you would scream at that movie so much. You would scream. I don't want to watch it. More, for, I think even more than played against Sam, you would scream at that movie. What? Yes, I'll tell you I, later. I, I don't know if that's humanly possible. Oh, you would scream at that movie. But I actually, I actually really like the movie, but it is very problematic. And then, um, Harry and Tonto, which uh, Art Carney won uh, best uh, best actor for oh, nineteen seventy four. Oh, Art Carney, why why you bring in, him up? Weird. He's gonna be in. I wonder if he's one of these movies. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so he was kind of a prominent filmmaker at the, at this time, and uh, so he made this movie, Moscow on the Hudson, and he makes movies, he makes comedies, but they're not like, you know, not like Mel Brooks comedies or anything like that. They're dramedies, dramedies. Yes, you know? there's like, some they're, legit they're... funny stuff that happens in this Moscow on the Hudson, but it's kind of low-key-ish, and it is kind of... But the story's grounded the in drama, yeah, and it's just how the characters react to things. Where the comedy is from, it's not jokes. Yes, and that's and that's although and that's, very possibly what I think was the best joke happens kind of early when they're practicing their English. Oh, 
and he's in one of, and he says, "Have you? Do you read Ernest Hemingway every fucking day?" <laughs> <laughs> that was that was actually pretty funny. Okay, so Robin Williams plays, and this was his like fourth or fifth starring role. And so I think first was really okay. Well, Popeye, Popeye, World According to Garp, oh god, then Survivors, and then this. I think weird. So because I think people. We all talk about how his breakout role was uh, Good Morning Vietnam. Good Morning Vietnam. Yeah. But he was already like yeah. the headliner in this movie. He was. And well, because also, don't forget, Mark right, and Mindy was huge. Mark and Mindy was huge. Mark and Mindy was huge. Yeah, yeah. Was it not at this point? In reruns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It had been canceled. It was I early think. 80s, right? Yeah. It's 84. 84. I think it started in like 78 and went to like 82. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, that sounds about right. Anyways, so this movie, he plays a. Um, a Russian who want, who um, ends up def- defecting um, yes. to America. And um, then it's just kind of showing how he gets into the life or tries to adapt to the lifestyle. And he meets uh, Maria Kachita Alonso, who is yeah. uh, a department store worker. Mm-hmm. And he defected like, at that department store. I'd like her. She is awesome. So I'll, I'll no, I mean, I'm just, she's hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but she's, I love Maria <laughs> No, Chiquita. she's not bad or anything. No, it was funny because oh, so every time we would see a movie like, and she was in the trailer, like, she was in the trailer for Predator 2. She's in Predator 2. And they're naming all the names. And no, me, I'm sorry. Are you saying she's in Predator also? Predator or? Part 2. Okay. <laughs> and, and and they, you know, they're like, Danny Glover, Bill Paxton, Maria Kachita Alonso. My brother's like, bless you. Every time. so she, He says, bless you? Yeah, because. As a joke? Yes. Because it's like, sounds like somebody sneezed. Yeah, Maria Kachita Alonso. I don't know. Okay. That's what he always I mean, said. Okay. Anyway. I met your brother. Sure. <laughs> um, Makes sense. So yeah, but then then they form a relationship, and then he also has a friend too, um, a security guard at the at Bloomingdale's where he defects, and he's yes. like, "Hey, why don't you come stay with me, man?" <laughs> like, yes, that was pretty funny. But anyways, in a nutshell, that's what the movie is. So now we can go kind of more okay. into detail. What we're okay, talking. yeah, this is not typically what I do in this show. Yeah, but we're gonna talk about fucking movie making right now. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay. This movie, the first thing you see is a on the bus is on the bus. He is already in New York. Yeah. You find out at this point from his accent and the other guy's yeah, yeah, accent yeah. that they're both Russian. Yeah. Then it flashes back to Moscow. Yeah. I hated it. I don't hate this movie. I hated that part really? where I'm like, here's what I want this movie to be. Because here's what huh. would have been cooler. I actually, his friend, okay. his friend actively talks about defecting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He actually, for the first oh, third of the movie when they're like in Moscow, yeah. He's trying to, like, convince his friend that it's a bad idea. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and stuff like that. But at this point, we already fucking know. His friend's probably not going to defect. We know he's going to defect. Oh. Here's what it should be. We shouldn't fucking know that. Oh, so it shouldn't have that first flashback. It should, that's okay. what I'm saying. Okay. It, that okay. tells us. Okay. It's what I would call a fucking spoiler. Okay. 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 Yeah. And yeah. so I'm like, but I already know. I'm literally just sitting here. I'm like, but I already know. Yeah. I'm literally waiting for the thing I know is going to happen to happen. That didn't bother me it, at all. <laughs> it always, that's the shit. Okay. It's, it's the flash. It's the giant flash. The whole movie's a big flashback. But I also want always. It, it sometimes is. bothers it me. Sometimes so it I works, do. But, most of the time but I do want to say this though, because you're talking about filmmaking in that scene. That scene is actually really well made. So it actually starts. I'm no, gonna hold on. Yes. This so it the starts other with the, kind of filmmaking. So it starts <laughs> I'm about writing. Okay, it starts. Yeah. Okay. There you go. So it starts. So the direction wise, the camera starts with you see this guy get on the bus. And then it like it follows him. It dollies over, and then it sits. It's a one shot. Oh, I would say scene. the whole movie is well made. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a one shot, and then shot. and then they sit, 
and they and they're talking, and then he's like, you realize that they're both foreigners, and he's like, um, they're Robin both Mo- foreigners. Robin Williams is giving him advice <laughs> Thanks, about bro. where to go, <laughs> <laughs> and and they're giving, he's giving him advice, and and then it kind of like shows him. He's like, yeah, New York is not so, you know, it's not nice to foreigners sometimes, and it's hard. Yes. And then it, like, well, you, like he stares directions. off, he stares off kind of, like, you yeah. know, contemplating or thinking, and then it kind of pushes into him. That's all in one shot. Then I also, I like the transition to Moscow, because he's on the bus in New York, well, and, no, all, no, and no, all of a sudden it jumps cut, and I, he's on a bus in Russia. Yeah, that was that, cool. That was cool. Yeah. I, I will admit the way they they made the movie yeah, yeah, is yeah. good. Okay. What I what what I'm mostly saying is when he defects, yeah, it's no surprise. No. And no, I no. wanted. I'm like, boy, would this be cool for a while at least? You think if you don't even know yeah. about anything, although it's called Moscow and Hudson, you're like, okay, I'm assuming, like, going <laughs> to New York or something. Okay. Yeah. And they but when they're talking about like when his friend is talking about defecting, yeah, and stuff. What I'm thinking is, at that point, you might very well, peop- if you hadn't didn't have that beginning, right. you could be going, is this movie going to be, his friend is, he, there's going to be a lot of discussion about whether his friend should defect while yeah. they're running around in New York. Mm-hmm. That would have been actually fascinating to me. And then suddenly there's a big twist where he defects. actually defects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his friend is still on the bus yeah. and like waving. Yeah. And you never fucking see that guy again. <laughs> that could have been phenomenal. Yeah. Because what I'm going to say is this movie is really good. Yeah. It could have been fucking okay. amazing. Okay. Yeah. It could have been yeah. mind blowing. When you, okay. Because I'm watching and I'm like, I'm literally just like, when's he going to defect? I yeah. know he's fucking defecting. And it, it's, just, it's literally like, he defects Almost an hour into the movie, yeah, it's almost yeah, yeah. an hour. And there's only, the first, yeah, the first thirty or forty minutes is in Russia, yeah. And what I think and then was, it like just cuts to their New York because they're talking about going. Yeah, to yeah. Talking, what I thought was really, what I thought was really uh, brave though of this movie in a in a studio movie is the first 30, 40 minutes is in Russian. Like they're speaking yes. in Russian with subtitles. Yeah, yeah. It, it could have been very easy to be like, oh, let's just have them talk in Russian accents. No, granted, I'm watching and I'm like, I know. 90% of the people I'm watching, I'm like, well, that's an American guy. That's an American guy. So yeah, I, yeah, I also yeah, was yeah, thinking, yeah. like, okay, I don't know Russian. Yeah. Do Russians watch this and go, like, those fucking quote-unquote Russians yeah, all yeah, have yeah, yeah. terrible American accents? Um, I don't know. I can't tell. But so, it does, it makes me think. That's all. But, it, but it's kind of <laughs> neat to see, you know, um, uh, the beginning stuff, you know, establishing the characters. I think they did a really good job establishing Rob Williams' character. And then when he defects, it's a really great scene with in Bloomingdale's. Oh, yeah. And it, the people are chasing him around. Great. It's and, great. and it's funny, but it's also serious at the same time. Him and his friend yeah. that he ends up like living with. Because they work at a circus. Kind of he's a saxophonist for a circus. Yeah, they're kind of antagonistic until yeah. the defection. Yeah. And then his friend goes like, well, uh, he wants to defect and I'm going to let him. Yeah, because yeah. Vladimir is his He name, said yeah. the word defect and that's all I fucking care about. Yeah. Okay? And the FBI shows up and says... He said the word defect. Well, we're going to let him maybe defect. We're going to judge him later. There's, okay? a great, there's a great joke, though, where, where he's just like, I'm going to defect not in the Bloomingdale's. You're not. You yeah, go to the yeah, bathroom. go to the bathroom's over there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I that was it's one of funny. those little things in the movie where there's like this little, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot. Sometimes jokes happen. Yeah. Okay? And then he meets. Uh, he the only way... makes like one Robin Williams-y joke with the bag where he says a big prophylactic and i'm like you fucking shut up but it was in but it was in russian it's yeah i know title, but so i'm yeah, like yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. it's fucking robert williams that was robert okay. williams. <laughs> but robert he was thing. pretty reined in so i okay yeah, yeah he was uh, very, let's jump into he, this. he's great in the movie yeah we're gonna talk about his performance so 
you know, people were like, oh, Good Morning Vietnam is a big breakthrough. This is, an, I think it's an Oscar-worthy performance. Oh, no. He is really good. He, It's not Robin Williams improving for the whole movie. Yeah. Because he did, he even improved in Good Morning Vietnam, but it's still a great movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he is playing a character doing a very convincing Russian accent, and he speaks to Russian. Us, like to I us. said. Yeah, I yeah, have, yeah. That's all that matters. No. Because Russians aren't watching this fucking well, movie. Not in 84, they aren't. Well, what's interesting, sure. well, because it's very easily, he easily could have overdone it so it could have been to the point of parody. It, it's, it, not. it's not. It's no, not. No, it's not. No, They it's all good. speak Russian, and I'm like, that all sounds legit. Like, super <laughs> Russian, okay? Yeah, super no. I thought it was really good. And then, um, you know, obviously the problematic part where he's, on his knees and he's trying to hide it and he hides yes. him. Yes. It's, it's a joke, I guess. But and she's like having fun it down there and stuff. But yeah. but it doesn't it doesn't at least to me it didn't come across that like that creepy. It was just yes. kind of it was almost charming in a way. The after he defects, this movie is fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Because it's all about him learning, trying to acclimate and he's himself. Sad because he's literally never going to see any of his family. Yeah. And he had a girlfriend in in Moscow. Yeah, never going to see her again. Yeah. But granted, literally the first attractive woman he sees is, is like <laughs> his partner for life. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm like, very... oh yeah, that works. He was there for twenty minutes, and now he's going to get married, basically. Well, okay? and and I like <laughs> and I liked uh, their relationship. It felt like a real. Yes, relationship. It, 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 it does. I kind of wish. Actually, kind of wish they didn't get back together. In oh, the end. in the end, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. like, uh, I kind of hate when that shit happens. But because he, he's actually, he kind of treats her shitty for a while. Yeah, because he's like really handsy and gropy, and she's like, uh, but no, she did say I, that she did say she just wants sex though. She yeah, did no, say that. But then she wants to. Obviously, he wants to move it past that. And she we didn't know that. She didn't though. Well, she said she didn't, but then she still like tries to open up with him on occasion. Right. And then he just gets handy and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she wants to like she's she's also not American. She's Italian. Okay. Though she's not. She's Cuban. She's, she's yeah, Cuban yeah. in real life, but she's Italian <laughs> in the movie. Everybody's using the wrong accent yeah, yeah, in this yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. movie. Okay. And I love oh, um, I also love the black family that he goes stays with. Like that oh, that, all that stuff awesome. is hilarious. And they like they're funny. Fully, they, the grandfather. They, their their kid literally brings a str- a Russian stranger home and they're fully accepting. <laughs> and I'm like, um, he didn't like tell you because there's this not a time where he could have texted you. By the way, yeah. Harry Russian guy, not just Harry, Harriest human being in the world. Well, that's Rob Williams. Coming. He's yes. always been like he's gonna come. Okay. And so and to go to a different movie, and the movie Hook. There's a scene where he has a shirt off. He is completely shaved because he has no hair on his oh, body. Oh, yeah. yeah, he has to be. And they have to shave him 20 minutes earlier because it was all coming back, baby. Okay? But so, yeah, Robin Williams is great. Maria Cachita Alonso is, and I want to talk about her as an actress. I've always liked her in every movie I see her in. She's and great. she kind of disappeared after 1990, 91. Yeah, that's weird. And, and it's too bad because she was kind of everywhere. She was in the movie Colors with Sean Penn and Robert Duvall. She was in Running Man with Arnold Schwarzenegger. She's the girl in the movie that, you know, um, side by side. She's in Vampire's Kiss with Nicolas Cage. I mean, yeah, it's weird. Predator so, 2, she's all over the place. She's so good. As much as I kind of shit on the way some of their dynamic works, yeah, yeah, yeah. they actually have an amazing chemistry in this yeah, movie. Yeah, I think so, and too. And the scene in the tub oh my God. is so fucking like, how did I not know this this should be the most nominated scene. It in was movie really good. So history. there's so a scene where, where they're just. It's, they're just granted, it also is just like he's got the eyes for it. I'm like, yeah, he's got naked mirrors. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right well, there. Well, what I like about this movie, and Paul Mazursky <laughs> kind of does this with his films, that he doesn't glamorize nudity or sex. No, no. It's just there it is. There's nudity because there's nudity in everyday life. And I like that he just I've portrays never been it naked, that way. Austin. <laughs> So, like, 
the scene of the tub where he's, you know, he's, she's like laying like on top of him or whatever. Yeah. You know? And they're, she's trying to do some studying. Yeah. yeah. It's really working. Okay. And, and, but she's naked, but it's just so, you know, and, and, you know, there isn't like a strategic thing being covered. And no. one, one thing that and takes full on oh, yeah. roping her the whole right. time. And I'm like, holy shit. Like really, uh, like yeah. as an actor, like, like, uh, yeah, yeah. were they? Were they having sex like right now? Yeah, because it kind of like might be. <laughs> so it was, yeah, this movie was kind of sexy and 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 yeah. and, uh, and not in a like a glamorous Hollywood way, it was, yeah. like in a real natural way. And I I thought that was really good. I do think every once in a while, if you know, some of the caricatures of the of the the other Russians and stuff were yeah. every once in a while there would be a joke. Where I'm like, oh, that doesn't quite fit the tone. Yeah, every once in a while. Every once in a while. But There's... overall, I give this yeah. a strong three stars. I'm also going to give it three. I it's like really I said good. though, it's, it's really weirdly you would have liked it better. That beginning yeah. was yeah. gone. It's a three and a half, four star. Movie. I it see. It might be one of my favorite viewings. If I, I didn't, or if I didn't spend I half your, moving, just waiting. I see for your this point, thing I know but I really, happen. but the opening as a filmmaker, it, it grabbed yes. me, so I loved it, so it didn't bother me. Yes. I guess that's so, how but now, we are. But I'm yeah, going to yeah, yeah. talk about writing, and in most of these movies, uh, let's see, six movies, all of these movies. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that's actually my, no. I, I, so oh. I don't know if there's if anything else to add, Moscow on the Hudson, but it's, it's a good movie. Though. No, great movie, and definitely check. Check it out. Uh, Check here's it out. The thing, like I said, what we spoiled from you is spoiled in the first minute of the movie. So just fucking watch this movie. Yeah, yeah. No, it's <laughs> good. It's it's yeah. It's um, and it's also on HBO Max. So if you have HBO Max, check it out. It's it's really good. Um, next movie is Streets of Fire, 1984, directed by Walter Hill. Walter Hill directed The Warriors, 48 Hours, um, Extreme Prejudice is a great movie. Um, he's Brewster's Millions isn't, but um, he uh, <laughs> incorrect. Brewster's Millions. What? No, okay, no, no, no. I'm, I'm I was okay, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. But anyway, so but he kind of started the whole buddy <laughs> cop movie genre in the '80s with 48 Hours. And he also did. He also did Red Heat. With Arnold Schwarzenegger. Why didn't he make this one any good? Fuck you! No way! (laughs) No, no. Okay. It's amazing looking. Okay. It's fucking gorgeous. (laughs) I loved, and whenever there's songs in this movie, I'm like, fuck, that that song is amazing. I really don't want to have to go back to where they're quote unquote acting. So, (laughs) this is, okay, so this movie, I gotta talk. I knew. The moment this, like 10 minutes in, I'm like, Boy, Austin fucking loves this movie. <laughs> I know Austin loves this fucking movie. And I'm going to shit on this movie. No! Okay. Look at that poster, too. It's like a... Sure. It, it's like a graphic novel. It does. Poster. I'm not... Everything about this movie is fucking cool looking. And and, and the, and the Just whole... Just mute it. Just mute the movie. So, okay? okay. Streets of Fire. No, don't mute the music, though. No. Fuck, you can't mute it. God damn it. Okay. <laughs> Streets of Fire is... It says a rock and roll fable in another time in another place. Yeah. The se- the setting of the film is it's it's co- it's somehow 1958 and 1984 all at the same yes. time. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Which is awesome. It's <laughs> yeah, so it's cool. Great. It's cool. neon, but then you get like Studebakers, and it's just like yeah, it's really cool. Just to go into the premise, because I want to talk about like how the movie unfolds too. The premise is a pop star gets kidnapped by a biker gang. Yes. Um, and I'm, explain to me why. Because she's pretty, and Willem Dafoe wants to fall in love. There you go. That's it. That's it. Wow, it's so depth. I'm like, I really thought okay. that that, like, okay, before no, 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 no. Be- I'm sorry, continue with your before thing. Before you start any criticism, <laughs> Walter Hill's intention of the film is to make a live action comic book. There's not depth in, in a lot of comic books. He wow. succeeded with what he was trying to do. Okay. With what he was, okay. in the frame of what he was doing. Continue with some okay. synopsis, okay. 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 and then I will talk about <laughs> comic books too, okay. and how amazing they can be. Okay? <laughs> but not in 1984. You're wrong. <laughs> in the 80s? 
Yeah, it's the fucking 80s. That's where all the modern comics started, you <laughs> fucking idiot. All right. Streets of Fire. So, okay. So, Willem Dafoe kidnaps her. And then Michael per- Is it Perry? Perry? He... Yeah, I don't know, because he didn't do anything after this. <laughs> <laughs> we was Eddie and the Cruisers before this, but yeah. Yeah. So, um, anyways, uh, he plays Tom Cody, and he used to date her, but his, his older sister sends for him and says, you got to rescue. He's like, what? Rescue my ex-girlfriend? Thanks a lot. But... He actually talks to Rick Moranis, who plays the pop star, played by Diane Lane's agent, but manager, but also yeah. boyfriend, and uh, gets $10,000 to do it. He meets an, um, some lady in the bar, some like kick-ass tough chick, um, played by Amy Madigan. They team up, and they're like, well, you need a job, you can be like my driver or whatever. And so they all go in and infiltrate the biker's place to get her, and they get her out, and then there's a big confrontation at the end between Willem Dafoe and that. that that's the movie. I think for what this film, what Walter Hill was trying to do, it's critic-proof, in my opinion. It is within frame of what they were trying to accomplish. Okay. I think it's a perfect movie. Within Is it the best movie ever made? No. I think within frame of what they were trying to do, I think it's perfect with what they're doing. They want chiseled jaws for the hero they want him just to stand there and just be like say his lines very stoic and it's funny and it's amusing and it's on purpose the dialogue cheesy by design everything is by design <laughs> in this film so it's, awesome, it's i'm gonna give you a big hug because right now i'm gonna shit the shit out no, of your fucking movie, this movie okay? is so good so the opening the opening sequence the first pre-title sequence, 10 minutes, so good. Oh, no, you are correct. I was I had never <laughs> even heard of this fucking yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're watching the opening. It's literally a music. She's in concert, and I'm like, I had never heard this song Diane before. Diane Lane like, shows this up. This fucking song is amazing. <laughs> I love this fucking song. Every time there is music yeah, in this yeah, movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'd only heard, like, one song before, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay? And I'm like, oh, my God. Every fucking song in this is so fucking but, it's so good and it sounds great. And every time and I don't think Diane Lang does any of the singing. No, no, okay? no. But she but does a really good job. She does a really good job of looking yeah. like this would be a great performance by whoever is for singing. She, this. And it was I was watching the behind the scenes of this. She just turned 18 when they filmed the movie. So oh, she wow. was just 18. Good, good, good. And I'm glad you said that. Because <laughs> if you said she was 16, I would, have to, I would have to start talking in a real different way. Okay? But yeah, she got hired when she, she was looks, 17. She looks a lot older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Years. And she, was, she got hired when she was 17, but they started filming when she Wait, was 18. How, oh, I'm sorry. Okay. How old was Rick Moranis then? He's probably... He might be 30-something, maybe. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. Let's... Here's the thing. He's Rick Moranis. He's 31. He was 31. Okay. Yeah. But also, I'm like watching it, and I'm like, because I did see, well, first of all, she's just miles out of his league. But she's out of, in this movie, I think she's, that was out the point. Of, yeah. she's miles out of Everybody's the universe's league. league. She's yeah. so fucking gorgeous in this movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Diane Lane's eyes. great, yeah. She's so pretty. But yes, in the opening, it's great. So and then yeah. the bikers show up, and I'm like, "Cool!" Well, they, they both they look. Well, cool hold on, I gotta, ta- I gotta talk about that though. So the the way the music is, is, so you see this time period, and you see like the streets. It's all neon, and then you hear the pulsating beat, like bum 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 bum. Yes. The music, and the way it's edited, it's quick cutting. And normally, I don't like quick cutting, but the purpose of this, and Walter Hill has said this, he wanted to make it like an MTV music video, and that's exactly what yeah, it looks like. It, it does, and he wanted to do that. And at the time, I mean. In the late 80s, early 90s, that's kind of, it became kind of the norm, like, make it like a music video kind of thing, like Jerry Bruckheimer or whatever. But this was one of the first movies to do that. 
and I th- and I think it's really innovative. Also, when they start the concert, you know, she they like show a close up of her hand like going up before you see her face and you see her shadow, and then yeah. when she starts singing, oh. boom! Oh, and then I, the drummers just like, oh yeah, yeah, and, and just the, the editing. The, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. The movie is fucking gorgeous. There's not a frame in this movie that I'm like, okay, oh, okay, yeah, this yeah, movie yeah, 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 is so fucking right, cool right, looking. Right. And then they kidnap her, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're cool looking, and you and, and you only see him a silhouette, and then you see Willem Dafoe, and I'm like, that, holy shit, Willem Dafoe, he was terrifying for his entire life. So Look at that fucking monster. When you see when when you see like the music is going and it's still pulsating, and then you see like a shadow, a bunch of shadows yeah. walk in, you don't see anyone's faces, and then slowly, Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe's face. Willem Dafoe's face. That's his new name. Willem Dafoe's face gets slowly revealed, and you're like, "Holy shit, this is about to get fucking crazy." Yeah. Also, because I, 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 I guess I'm trying to remember if I even saw him in the opening credits. I must have. So he goes now, and they all rush the stage. They rush, and then he gets up there and literally fucking screams and tackles her. You're like, "Holy shit!" He just fucking tackled her. Yeah, it, at that point, I'm like, fuck, this movie's going to be amazing. And then he and throws her over the shoulder, and they take off. And then on the streets, there's people running around. Gang members are, like, there's there's a guy, like, being dragged by a motorcycle. People are flying through windows. Cop cars are flipping over. And it's just like, what the fuck is happening? It's just crazy. And then, boom, the credits. <laughs> it's just like, oh yeah, holy I, shit. I, I checked. There were still credits slowly happening. At like the 16 minute yeah. mark of this movie, I'm like, shit, yeah. there's still more credits? No, granted, they're just sort of happening while people are doing things. Yes. Okay. So, the, uh, all the characters in this movie, again, by design, are one dimension. Yes. By design. I, and, by, and I don't I, mind that. I, I, I know. You know what I compare because, this to? Because this is a movie for you. you yeah. I wanted, I mean, granted, the music and shit. You don't know stuff is amazing. You don't but, I, this but like the twenty minute mark, I'm like, are you boy, I, a fan? I wish something would happen that I gave a shit about. Are you a fan <laughs> of Big Trouble in Little China? Because I, I would com- seen it like once. I would compare that to this because Big Trouble in Little China is the kind of the same thing. Where it's just one dimensional characters. It's just a comic book movie where the you know people are saying one liners and that's it. And that's I would compare that's that fine. to this. I'm gonna tell you. They do it. They do a better job of the acting in that one. Willem Dafoe in this is the only one that I thought oh, was no, I really like... good because Willem Dafoe can say anything and make it fucking. <laughs> He's like, really good. Oh, that made total sense now because Willem Dafoe just said it. I don't care how terrifying what he said is. It made perfect sense because I think he's, he's good, the most terrifying person in the world. Oh, okay? he's fantastic. <laughs> I I thought Rick Moranis. I liked him in the movie. He's well, okay. A lot of the other stuff because they are trying to make him sound. I don't know. In Dead End, the yeah. kids all talked in weird gangster yeah, speak, yeah, yeah, yeah. but also, I'm like, they'd all seen these gangster movies. I honestly believe in 1939, a lot of kids tried to talk like that. Yeah, okay? I think so too. Nobody tried to talk like anything in this movie, in the history of the universe, okay? It's, it's a different movie. It's a I different, understand. A di- another time, but, but, another place. It says that in the movie. So like a half hour in the movie, I'm like... I wish I gave one red shit about anything that was happening. In oh, I was movie. just having. I'm literally just gonna wait it, until the next pretty thing happens. I think it's I'm a gonna blast. make it through the movie, and there's gonna be more music because also the opening thing, like you said, yeah. the opening, and then yeah. the actually the her she has another performance right at the end, and I'm like, that's awesome. This too. one's even fucking better than the first one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. This is fucking amazing. And you know what's really <laughs> cool too, because you know they they were rekindled a love relationship or whatever, but. They have the big kiss in the rain towards the end, and you're like, oh, they're going to get back together. Nope. 
I like that. No, that was no, awesome. Yeah, no, that, I, that's, that's good. That was I was really like, cool. I don't want, but I also knew who he was going to get together with because they literally brought out a character at like the 25 minute mark. I'm like, oh, he's going to end up with her instead. Okay. Hey, <laughs> you're not my type. That's what she says. Yeah, don't, yeah they, they fucking bang later. No. After the fucking movie's done, he gets in there. So when I watch he's this. He's got magic fuck power. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> so it was a, like six months Look, ago. Granted, he apparently wants to fuck that chick with a weight, with a mop on her head. Oh, yeah. That hair is weird. Oh, right, right. <laughs> so it's, it, so it, Amy, a, Amy Madigan, I lo- actually, I loved her in this movie. Oh, She's okay. so good. And, and well, you know what's great about this is that part was written for a man. And she auditioned for the sister. Oh, to be really? The sister. And then she was reading the script, and she went to Walter Hill. She's like, "I would love to play this part. You should change it to be a woman." And Walter Hill said, "Sometimes you gotta take good ideas when you get them." And he and he changed it. I mean, for okay. Her. As much as I, here's the thing. I sound like I'm gonna. I'm just gonna. Yeah, 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 I'm yeah, gonna yeah. get like two and a half stars. Okay. It's it's a it's a beautiful movie. Yeah, it's yeah, 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 too yeah, yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. gorgeous. And the music is actually okay. <laughs> we literally have four movies in here that are about music. Yeah, 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 yeah. This one has the most songs I had never heard before. Yeah. Uh, no, actually, Beat Street has most songs I've never heard before. Oh, right, right. Because right, I'd right. never heard of a single one of these people that was in that movie. <laughs> okay. This one, maybe it was just that because he knows how to make movies and do yeah. the sound better. Yeah. It just sounds better. It's, it's so Everything good. Everything sounds but, so good. But I'm telling you, there are parts of this movie where I'm like, God damn it, I just don't care. Just get to the next cool thing. I'm just so fucking bored. When, it's so boring. Just shut up. When Amy Madigan. Nothing, nothing you people say makes any sense. I hate everybody. Amy Madigan's <laughs> intro is when she's in the bar and she's drinking and then... You know, yeah, she I'm, a, I'm I'm rough and tumble. No, and I'm like, but she yeah. wants, but she wants more <laughs> stuff. She's just like, hey, and she's like, I don't like your Bill Paxton, the bartender's like, I yeah. don't like your face. And I'm she turns, Paxton, she turns right. over, she looks over at Tom and was just like, that every time I go somewhere, just just another asshole. She punches him in the face, grabs the booze. What are you drinking? I fucking love that. It's so funny. One of my my favorite line that uh, Tom Cody says, Michael Perry says in the movie. is the this really exciting scene where they actually infiltrate the place. I thought that was a really good scene where she's like pretends to like one of the guys and then she's like she's like okay guys I'm here to take everyone you know and hands up and then they rescue her he Tom Cody's shooting all the motorcycles outside so the streets are literally on fire Willem Dafoe comes out and you see the flames behind him it's then, so pretty. Then, I'm not saying it is no, 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 the most beautiful thing in the world. Then Willem Dafoe is awesome in it actually. Then then Michael Perry is standing there you know, he's responsible for doing it. And Willem Dafoe's like, who the hell are you? And without missing a beat, his delivery just cra- laugh every time. Michael Perry goes, Tom Cody, nice to meet you. Every fucking time, it, it, I belly laugh. Like, it's so funny how it's, he says that. Like I said, I'm giving it's the movie so, like two and a half stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just... It's oh. just, here's the thing. It's pretty enough to be like one of the prettiest movies. I mean, the amazing. Oh. I just didn't like... His the actual writing and movie part. <laughs> his his introduction. His introduction when he's fighting those guys in his in his sister's restaurant. <laughs> when he like takes out that that switchblade, the, the bad guy's like, do that again, and he's like smacks him around like five like fifty times. <laughs> Funny, hilarious, there fun. Was the cool bitch slapping. I remember at that point, I'm like, at that point, I was still like, still. I'm, I'm still trying to like, okay, it's really cool. We're, we're like, for the last 15 minutes, nothing's happened. Then I give it a shit Well, that's about, why before we watched cool it. stuff happens. Well, that's okay. why before we watched it, I wanted to prepare you for what type of movie this don't was. Don't ever do that. And right, and I and you said don't do it. Never like, Damn it. fucking I wanted do to that. prepare you for I'm, what was. Okay, 
Here's the thing that I'm happiest about this podcast, yeah, yeah, yeah. Austin. Yeah. I have listened to people who review. You know, we we are both board, heavy into board games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll listen to a board game podcast, yeah. and they'll do a review, and they just fucking agree on everything. Yeah, and yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> We're not going to agree on a lot of movies. No, 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 no. But fine. we also aren't going to hate each other. After no, that, no, okay? no, 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 no. It depends. Oh. I'm sorry. You do like playing against Sam way too fucking much. Okay? I, I didn't like it. No, you gave it two stars. I still didn't like it. Here's the thing. I'm still going to say this about yeah, playing yeah. against Sam. I'm sad that you just like, I, I don't like, I only like that movie as much as I like most movies. No. Okay? <laughs> no, 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 no. I wish it was a really good one because it was Woody Allen and he's my favorite. I like Skyjacked <laughs> better than playing against Sam. It's fine. Skyjacked. Okay. Well, this is, okay. Like, this is like five episodes ago. We're not talking about that shit. So, uh, <laughs> the Sledgehammer fight at the end. I loved it. That was so great. Okay. The sledgehammer. When they picked up the sledgehammers, I'm like, "This is gonna be fucking awesome." Then it was all fast cuts and none of it oh, flow. Right, right, right. It doesn't flow because I'm yeah, like, yeah. "Here's the thing: the guy's good at making movies." I'm also spoiled. If yeah, you yeah. watch an action movie that comes out now and they do the action well, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. it all flows. They'll do a swing, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then even if they cut, the swing makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this, yeah, yeah. they'll cut, and I'm like, "Okay, that, that doesn't even look remotely like the same swing." Okay? One part that, that cracked me up with Willem Dafoe too. Is after they're done with the sledgehammers, like they, they don't have them in their hand anymore, and then he just throws it down and he's gonna do a fist fight, and then Willem Dafoe just does that scream, ah! And he like runs at. Well, yeah, Cracks actually, when they time. did the fist fight, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he had filmed the fist fights. Before. It was it was better. It, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's filmed better. Yep. But no, the sledgehammers when they get it, I'm like, oh shit! They come on. This like, movie is I guess just they're, they're like weird ball scene sledgehammers. The things. whole entire movie is just a vibe. It is you. Yes. It is it is a you just go to it. And you're just you get this feeling from it. And I didn't see this when I was a kid. I feel like if I saw this as a kid, it would be it would be my favorite movie of all time. Like I would have fucking yeah, okay. loved it when I was. Here's seven. the thing, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. there's definitely movies that I saw when I was younger that I just fucking loved, and yeah. then I made the mistake of watching that movie again, and I'm like, oh, but I, I wish I hadn't done this. So the first okay. time I saw this was like maybe ten or so years ago, and I was just like, why didn't I ever see this before? Because it really surprised me. Yeah, I, I just I love everything about this movie. This is four stars for me. Like I think oh, I, I think I, I, I gave it two and a half. Yeah, that's fine. I think within the frame of what they were trying to do. No, but like they I were said, they, by everything is by design. Like even your critiques, it's by design. Yes, it's like, but like I said, like twenty minutes into the movie, and I'm like, I was getting kind of bored, and I'm like, right, boy, right. Austin loves this fucking. Movie. <laughs> I love Austin's it so much. I love everything about it. Movie. And then another actor that I want to talk about real quick is Rick Rosovich. He played not the Captain Black Cop, <laughs> Captain Black Cop. But there's the two cops. Yeah, which he's are the, the white only one. Cops in the he's universe. the white one. Okay, actually, the guy. The, I'm Captain, sorry. Captain was awesome. Was the other guy? Was is his character named Captain Black Cop? No, no. Because no. you know, some I might I might bump it up to three stars. <laughs> Black Cop. So, but Rick Rossman <laughs> played the white cop, and he, whatever happened to that guy? Because he was in Terminator, he was in uh, Roxanne, he was in Top Gun as Val Kilmer's co-pilot. I think I had seen him in stuff. And he was also in Navy happens, Seals. He was everywhere. And I'm this like, what happened in all these movies we watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, like, oh, I've seen that guy in a bunch of stuff, but I've never heard of this fucking movie. Where is okay. he been? So, no, was, anyways, <laughs> I mean, Bosco and Hudson. I'm like, I don't know any of their names, but I knew like yeah, yeah, 90% yeah, yeah, yeah. of the people that showed up in that movie. Okay? So I think Streets of Fire. So it, it, I feel like within 15 minutes of the movie or whatever, you're going to realize if this movie's for you yes, or not. But here's the thing. Just keep watching it. It's still the stuff you're gonna like is gonna be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, I don't know. Do but just know it's gonna have one-dimensional characters, cheesy when, dialogue, yes, yes, on purpose. And I yes. just, I just think it's just a fun, fun movie. And every yeah. time I watch it, it, gets better. Every time. 
I'm never going to know. And seeing it in the theater for the first time. Yeah, no, I love it. I have too many movies to watch for this fucking podcast now. I can't watch other movies. So, Firestarter is our next one. Yes, it is. I've never seen this This movie. This is the... this is the other fire the other, movie. The other link that we have in this episode: two fire movies. Moscow and Hudson is a this is the outcast. Actually, <laughs> I guess I don't think we talked about the soundtrack. That does have a weird synthy soundtrack thing. But Paul Mazursky, uh, the Moscow one? and Hudson. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that was the that was. I mean, it's not bad. It's just it was different than I expected. I'm going back now. <laughs> Who did the? Sound. Okay. I can't remember. I David was... McHugh, never heard of him. Oh, maybe, right. oh, maybe I'm wrong. There was something that had like a synth. Oh, no, this the does. fire starter. That's this so, one. This had a tan- weird synthy so, soundtrack. This yeah. Tangerine Dream did the score, which they were known for doing. A, like they did yeah. Thief, which is a really great score. They did a lot of great scores. They did Legend, the Legend soundtrack. Yeah, Firestarter, based off Stephen King novel, um, directed by Mark L. Lester, who was actually a exploitation B filmmaker. He didn't really do a whole lot of. Studio films. This was like his first big one, I think. Um, he do, did Class of 1984, um, Truck Stop Women in the 70s. So he would do all this stuff. He went on to direct Commando. Um, he directed Commando after this. Okay, Switch cool. Film. Cool. Um, but stars uh, Drew Barrymore is in there. She's on the poster and everything. And she's hot off of E.T. Yeah. So she was like eight or nine when they filmed yeah, this. Yeah, she's... Okay, that's one of the comments I was think when I was thinking. I'm like, I we've all seen... Better, good, ch- better child actors than in this movie. But uh, yeah. also, they were like 12. She's like six. It's like seven years old. Nobody's ever... She's actually as good, as young as she is. I think she's pretty solid in this movie. So, <laughs> Abigail Breslin and Sign. She was like five in the movie. She's... I think she's way better. Yeah, but she doesn't have the lead role. Right, she, right, right. Literally, right. this yeah. movie is called... Or Haley Joe Osment. The movie might also just be... Haley Joe Osment. But he was like... Sense. He was at least 10. Okay, maybe, maybe ten or eleven. Maybe. She's like literally. She was. Eight she was eight. She was eight when they. She was eight when they filmed. And the movie is literally might as well just be called. By the way, you remember remember me in, in E. T. Here's another movie with me in it. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> what am I might be called. Dave, okay? David Keith plays her dad. She has like this power, and the movie starts off with her be, them being chased by some like agents or whatever. Yes. So we find out through flashbacks that David Keith and Heather Locklear were being experimented on by this doctor and stuff like that, and they. And they getting, had some drug that they right, gave them that, that activated their 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 X Men. Okay? Yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. Powers, okay? And then so then they have a kid. So obviously, so she gets some of the powers and stuff. She and, got her own soul, soul right. set of powers. Right, and so and then they it, ignore some. It's, of it's basic. <laughs> it's basically a road movie where they're being chased on the run. Martin Sheen is kind of the head guy that's that's ahead yeah. of it. And then George C. Scott plays a um, kind of assassin hired guy that's going that's. He's well, kind of well, like the well, one that well, does all well, the work. We'll be talking about him. He's weird. Um, so and then <laughs> I don't understand it. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, so it, it it all leads up to them just being chased, and are they going to get caught or not? And then when when they eventually do get caught, they start doing experiments on her and stuff, and realize the full kind of potential over Potter power. One person even says. Literally, she could crack a hole in the planet. I mean, I maybe. Well, well then he well, said that. Well, like, they do talk about. Okay, this movie at some points is trying to be Carrie. Okay? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, the, even even to the point where they say once she basically hits like an eighteen month period of, of puberty, what she turns into a I don't know a teenage girl. I guess yeah, yeah. they just assume the universe is gonna explode. Okay. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, I guess, maybe. Except for in this movie, whenever her powers activate, it's like 
30 minutes until the power's actually going. I'm like, well, boy, I tell you, if her power's hit on a dime, like, bang, when she's pissed, yeah. you might explode into a million pieces. Well, that would make it a hundred times better. How movie. her power, when her powers go, her, like, the wind machine comes yeah, out. Yeah, they even show like, it in the poster. Like it's like, by the way, you know the, the, hor- the horrible the horrible mistake we made when making this movie? We're going to put it in the poster. Okay? <laughs> Where it takes 20 fucking, yeah, it takes, like, yeah. okay, as much as I was joking before, literally, like, 40 seconds. Yeah. For some reason, and they're all just going to sit there and watch. I'm like, sure. oh, which one of us going to start on fire? You know, I don't know, killer. Okay, so one of you're all going to die. Shoot her in the head. Okay. All right. <laughs> so going to my critique, I I don't hate this movie. Yeah, I no, don't hate no, it. I didn't hate it. I um, it's it could have been a lot better. It could have been. And I'll tell you better. exactly why it could have been better because the original director was fired when his last movie flopped. What movie was it? Oh, the no, thing. no, no, that's right. That's right. That John Carpenter, Carpenter but he, was what, online to direct this movie. When was Christine? Because he did direct that. Yes. So in, so he directed that instead of doing this movie. Okay. So he that's was... That's why that's a better movie. He was, yeah. He was going to direct... He was going to direct Firestarter after the thing and it flopped and they took him off this project. This, if he, he would have knocked oh, this out of the park. Yes. If he there would, are aspects and, of this movie and that are synth, actually really good. And the synth score would have been better. I, oh, yes. I, I like Tangerine Dream's score normally. I don't really, I didn't really like it in yeah, this movie. that was the thing. I'm it like, wasn't uh, fast-paced enough. Was this enough. supposed to be, yeah, it, it was, was slower. I'm like wondering if it was supposed to like increase the tension instead of just like said, I'm not actually bored with what's going on. But that music wants me to be bored. It's, apparently, it's, yeah, it's kind of boring music. From and I like Tangerine Dream normally. Yeah. So I was, but I think John Carpenter would have knocked it out of the park. Also, uh, the other weak link in this movie is David Keith as the dad. I didn't like him in the movie. Really? No. In I fact, didn't, I, I didn't completely love him. But actually, no, I don't like him because he also has his powers, and his powers is no, his character's people. good. I don't like and his he, when he uses his powers. They film it well because he like grabs his head. Yeah, yeah. And I actually liked his his use of powers is more interesting yeah. to watch yeah. than her use of powers. And her use of powers literally involves explosions. Yes. Okay? <laughs> well, the with David Keith, I think if John Carpenter would have been bored, one would wonder if, one wonders if he would have taken Kurt Russell with him. Because he... That would have been like cool. Kurt, It would have been, I think... Yes. With with Carpenter and, and, and Russell in, this would have been a really good movie. I like, think. okay, did they have Drew Barrymore and they're like, we're going to make this movie. I think, and it's basically, it's a I, Drew Barrymore vehicle yeah, and yeah, everybody yeah. else is just I here. think she, okay? I want to say probably, because who else were they going to get at this time? Yes. Anyways. Unless like, they really, aged her up to like a teenager or something. I don't but think yeah. they would have done anything else. Um, That's my issues with the movie. My the best part of the movie for me is the the finale when she's blowing everything oh, up. Oh yes, that shit is amazing. Because that's the way it should be. She's mad. Okay, oh. she just looks at you and then you're dead. Okay, right, fire! It's so good. It is actively trying to be Carrie at that point. Yeah. And the reason the end of Carrie works so well is when when things happen. Well, actually, for all of Carrie, yeah. whenever she does a thing. It just bang, it happens. Yeah. There's not this thing where you're like, oh, things about to happen. Let's all just sit here and wait for the thing to happen. No, just fucking do it, you idiot. Okay? So the, oh, and Art Carney's in here. That's right. Art he's, Carney's he's, in it, but yeah, he's, he's he, fine. Gets, he gets shot like eight times, but he's fine. It's weird. Okay? Um, so this movie would have been two stars. I'm giving it a two and a half because every time George C. Scott was on screen, I fucking loved it. Okay. I, his character was weird. Is, was he a creepy pedophile? I wasn't sure. He okay. is, but his, but his performance is awesome. Yeah, he's I good loved as, him. In he's this he's movie. good as it, but I wasn't sure what he was. 
That's what kind of made it creepier. His, his, he had like a scar. I think it was a burn. On and, his and, face. He, and like had a Which glass was, eye. Yeah. yeah, or something. And then he would put a he would eye put patch a, on because he didn't want to scare Drew Barrymore. That's why but, he did it, I think. But he did it like half the time. Yeah. Okay. I'm um, like, it was really random. And I'm like, yeah. I don't And then he had long hair and a ponytail. Like, he almost looked Native American a little bit. I think he was supposed to be because yeah, at one yeah, point yeah, he's yeah, like yeah. wearing this like poncho yeah. thing. And I'm like, is he supposed to be a One of the first scenes you see him in, because normally like Jersey Scott, he's loud and boisterous. And this, he's just talking really. Slow. Yeah, it he, still was weird. His character great. was weird because at one point he literally tells Martin Sheen his entire plan is be, is mostly to become friends with Drew and then murder her. Yeah, and I'm like, but wait, you uh, he he actively doesn't want her murdered. He wants to turn her into a weapon. But then Martin Sheen does nothing about it, and I'm like, what's going on here? I don't understand the motivations in this fucking the, scene. The one, okay, the, the best, my favorite <laughs> thing when you see George C. Scott, he actually doesn't say anything. Was when that doctor guy played by Freddie Jones is sleeping, and he wakes up, and George C. Scott's fucking looking over him, and he's fucking sweating profusely, and then he just karate chops him yeah. in the face. Yeah, that was a setup. Holy, that was 100. percent was just a setup because later on he's like, I'm gonna karate that'll chop her in the face and bone fragments will go into her brain. I'm like, Oh, that's what I mean. I guess I mean, that's what happened. You believed it because the sound and the way they shot it. Yeah, I mean, because yeah. sometimes I've seen that movies, character existed purely to be the guy who was like, Oh, I'm against this and now I'm gonna be dead. I've seen <laughs> movies where people get punched and then they like die or something like yeah. that. Did not seem convincing. This would seem like, Oh, yeah, yeah, that guy's that, fucking well, dead. I, mean, I knew he was dead. That guy's dead. I knew. <laughs> I'm like, Holy shit, that was just a karate shop, but I also know he's dead now. Okay, he's but never coming back. Just the way they f- they film that with the certain, like, you know, uh, the angles and stuff. I don't think the movie's poorly directed. I think, I think, I, I think, I think it's mostly, Will- it's mostly her. Yeah. The problems when she does her thing yeah, yeah, yeah. is just badly done. And it's literally the movie yeah. is about this thing that they don't do a very good job. Except the end. It was pretty awesome. Well, at the end, she's like throwing fireballs, fireballs and shit. And, shit. and oh, I'm like, God, everything had to be so practical awesome. at the time. So I'm like, oh, it looks okay, so cool. I understand. Those are, they just pointed fireworks at people. And then they, which, which is, that's what, if yeah. you pointed the, like one of those Roman candles yeah. at it, that's what it looks like. The last like, confrontation, final confrontation with uh, George C. Scott too was great. The way like he shoots the bullet at her and then the bullet just yeah. stops and then boom, and he just yeah. flies back on fire. And I'm like, quote unquote, bulletproof. That was she's so super great. Yeah. And they all start shooting at her. And yeah. just like all these Superman idiots, everybody else shoots at her. They all see the bullets are just deflecting or melting. But my bullets are magic special. I'm also so going to shoot at her. I'm like, stop shooting at you, Morris. Run. So okay? it's, it's hard. To, it's hard to fault a movie for what it isn't. Because if John Carpenter would have made this movie, it would have been so much. Better. Oh, it would have been awesome. So much like better. I, I, I saw, I saw Christine in the theater. Okay. And it. I, I loved it then. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, one yeah. of those ones I haven't seen since oh, then because I'm terrified of whether it's any good. I'm a big Carpenter fan, so yeah. I, I'm sure that I'm sure this, it's good. Yeah, I'm but sure this would have been good. So this I been so, awesome, but I'm right. I'm giving it a two and a half because George C. Scott. I really like George C. Scott in the movie. Weird. I um, didn't. I mean, I I, I I'm was, a big fan of I him, and he was George one of my C. favorite actors. I think George C. Scott did a good job. I just don't think his character was anything that anybody could do could fix because it made it didn't. He was weirdly some of the stuff he said. I'm like, um, does he want to fuck Drew? What the fuck's happening here? Well, but no, he wants to murder her. But I'm like, why? There's no explanation no, for anything of his. But stuff. that didn't okay. bother me because it was the mysterious of it. Yeah, which yeah. was just well, like this I'm, guy's fucking scary as shit. I don't I mean, know because when you don't I'm understand someone, two okay, two. I was gonna give it two until, but because of George just kind of some of that is me. the disappointment where I'm like, oh, okay, actually, because I didn't hate I didn't hate the dad as much as you. I didn't like him. 
No, David Keith. I thought was. No, there's some. No, he's I, a fine I, actor. He's just weirdly. Miscast, I, I thought. think some of his problems were mostly from directing yeah. and stuff. And weirdly, because in the one of the flashbacks, you see Heather Locklear, which was the mother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She isn't in the movie very much because no. she totally gets murdered. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> she only exists in flashbacks. Right, okay, right, right. she's totally dead before the movie starts. Um, uh, he finds her. And you're right. He's like sobbing, and I'm like, okay, whatever. Just go fucking whatever. And then he calls somebody <laughs> up at random and says, "Is is uh is Drew there? What Charlie? Whatever yeah, yeah, my yeah. name is." Okay. <laughs> and then the next scene you see is he goes there. Although here's the thing, his power was cooler. Yeah. In many ways, he yeah. literally made those two guys be blind. You're blind. Okay, and now that guy's just not blind. It Apparently, makes the, a make, painful, painful version of blind. Made the okay. taxi driver see a hundred dollar bill. Yeah, or... he saw that. He told he told Martin Sheen to murder. <laughs> I will say there was a, a couple. But that didn't work. There's a couple <laughs> actors that were wasted in this movie. Antonio Fargus, who's a great black exploitation actor, did a lot of stuff in the seventies. He was the the taxi driver. And it's like really, just cast him as the taxi driver. Like yeah. he's such a fucking awesome actor. And then Louise yeah. Fletcher played. Art Carney's wife, Louise Fletcher, literally is Nurse Ratchet. You put her in that? Yeah. Come on. It's weird. You know it's what I would have? I would have. It would have been interesting if you put her as Martin Sheen's character. That, that would be cool. That would have been good. Martin Sheen wasn't terrible. Oh, no, he's not fine. There's his a, hair there's is fucking a, crazy. Oh, his his hair is full eighties. Okay, <laughs> it's, it's like like, the, like a crazy. It's like <laughs> yeah. There's it's so like, I don't know if it's a wig. I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> it's a hair helmet. But there's the scene what it was. where yeah. after they've captured her, yeah. she literally starts a fire for them because the George C. Scott character has yeah. convinced her in some weird backhanded way. Oh yes, that's another weird thing that happens in this movie. For the first half of the movie, she has another power. She can see the future or see if bad guys are coming. Completely ignore it when George C. Scott is in the area because he, he tranquilizes they her. They didn't like, really... Uh, and then you find out there's like 80 other people there. I'm like, why didn't she fucking know this? They didn't really just, develop that part Just edit well that part out of the far, no. first movie. Just yeah. say she hasn't got that power. Because right. oh, she doesn't need more than Firestarter power. No. Why does she have that power? Then you're just going to fucking ignore it. Uh, yeah, it was well, that wasn't developed. Yeah, well. it's like uh, that's another thing which I'm pretty sure Carpenter would have said, would have just said. Yeah, well, yeah. I, here's the thing: never read the book. Yeah, I've either. read Carrie okay. back in the day. I think I might have read Christine. Okay, like the movie. I can't remember. It was a fucking long time ago. I do remember reading Carrie. I never read this. Uh, I have no idea what changes were made. I'm sure, there was probably a bunch. This is one of the ones where Stephen King uh, approved of oh. the script, unlike Shining. Which he hates that movie, even though the rest of the universe. His opinion doesn't mean that much to me because he directed Maximum Overdrive. That's not well. No, no, he directed. (laughs) That was a directing thing. Also, it's Maximum Overdrive. That movie also. I I've read the short story based on Maximum Overdrive. That's the only King thing I've read. I've read the trucks. That has a very. That's a very different feel to it, and has a very different ending to it. Very different. And the the trucks win at the end of that book. At the end of that story. Oh yeah. Next one. Okay, here we go. Now it's dance time. Beat Street. Beat Street. <laughs> okay. Another, uh, just to start, every time music happened, loved it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So well, that's the, the thing of For this the movie. rest of these three movies. So obviously, <laughs> we're in 1984. The big craze right here was breakdancing. Yes. And, and and the hip-hop scene was just kind of just, yes. was really just starting on oh, fire. Oh, another sport. Let's get into the mainstream. <laughs> so Beat Street, is, so it's, they literally took non-actors and put them in, in these characters. So they're, most of them are real breakers. Except Radon Chong was like the only like kind of actress in here. It was Tommy Chong's daughter, which I didn't know oh, that for I a while. Didn't know that at all. Yeah, but you know you're familiar with Radon Chong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In this movie, it's just there's not that much of a plot to be honest. In this movie, uh, there's more they, of a clear plot and break. 
They try. But, it's like a soap opera. There's like eight plots, but yeah. they don't give them any time. Okay? Right, 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 right. There are a lot of subplots <laughs> in this movie, but they're all an excuse just to bridge the dance scenes and stuff. Yes, in the movie. 100%. One of the guys is, I think his name is what, Kenny? And he's a DJ and he also raps and comes up with rhymes and hip hop. Yeah. They like will rent out like an upstairs at this abandoned building or they're at this abandoned building. They just have like freeform styles and they have dancing of stuff going on. Yeah. They also go dancing at the Roxy. Then they meet Radon Chong, who sees the breakers and was like, oh, I like you. You should come by and, and uh, I'll show you off to all my other dancing friends kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but Here's the thing. Weird, weird thing about this movie, I don't remember very much about it. Yeah. It's not it's, very memorable. No, it's I not. It's not like the movie. plot. And, and then you, you have one of the guys, Ramon, he's the tagger, so he likes to tag things. But then there's a guy that's like ruining his tags called Spitz. And then, uh, so th- there's that little subplot. Also, he also has a kid, <laughs> um, that he's trying to, he's trying to, cause he doesn't have a job. So he's trying to like get better, take care of his kid, whatever. Kenny has a little brother and he's like a young breaker and they introduce him as like this main character. Last hour of the movie, he's in one scene. It's just like, oh, they just forget about him. Yeah. They have the so- scene where he, where he does that kind of that weird fight, dance fight. And then he gets arrested for dancing because they thought oh, they were yeah. fighting. Well, yeah, that's right. They were dancing. Also, they were dancing with a bunch of people we've never seen before, and we're never going to see again. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I did like I did like the scene though when his mom goes to pick him up, and she's at first you thought she was going to yell at, at at her son, but then she's like, "You arrest him for dancing." There's many other things that he could be doing. Yeah, you know? it's it's it, that's what this movie is though. Yeah. it's just a bunch of disjointed scenes yeah. with some mild linkage to some yep, of these scenes. Yep, Although yep. I mean, his thing. Literally never links to anybody else. No, he's, just a, he's one of their ki- one of their brothers, I guess, or whatever. Right? He was my favorite dancer in the movie. Oh yeah, he's fucking awesome. Well, there's actually a lot of good dancers so, in this movie. Though. Okay, there's also the music in this is a very different than any of the other ones yeah. to a degree. They more about hip hop. This, this is more keyed on to the artists. Yeah, there'll be a random like. Here's a group. That you've yeah. never heard of. Well, one of and them. They're amazing. One of them had like that one when they well, like the Santa Claus one, Santa Claus rap. One of those guys is Cool Mo D. Oh God! There's the weird three heads in the sheet thing. Cool Mo D, a rap, is... who became a famous rapper. He was one of the guys. Yeah, in there. yeah. Weird. Um, it's. It, I mean, it's freaky. That was a fun it, scene. It's fun. It's okay, freaky. So I'm with you scene. on this. Every so, dance scene in this movie was really fun to watch. Yeah. Arguably, this might have the best dancing in the movie. Uh, in in these, it I think all the all the dancers in this are better dancers. I think so. Than the other movies. I think so. Yeah, I, w- I would say that every other movie's better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I no, I didn't hate this movie. I actually so I would instead of having the because the actors are fine, but they're just themselves. The yeah. thing is, yeah. by trying to shoehorn like this Hollywood stuff in there, it it has this really unnatural feel it'd be one thing if they made it kind of cheesy and fun and laughable <laughs> breaking and but they don't they make it they, it, it's it's they try to make it serious in fact they're trying to do kind of like a saturday night fever thing where they're trying to have it serious and then a tragedy happens at the yes. end of the movie where one of the it guys is, dies which trying, I, I did kind of laugh at that it's trying to be um, 1984 saturday night did you guys fever. laugh at the, did you or did you laugh at that when the I, wa- I watched this movie completely only no, no, with no. you and other people in the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The no, no, no. But there did was you not think... another friend of ours that, <laughs> that I watched this that no, you weren't there. Away, no, stow away. No, certainly nothing. Did you, did you <laughs> laugh at uh, when the when the guy died? With the, like... Oh, on the, on the third rail? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, well, when they, okay. There's a, one of the, one of the characters yeah. is a graffiti artist. Yeah. And he has a rival. This whole thing. He yeah. has a rival and that rival just spray paints over his stuff. 
to yeah. like basically try to make people think it's his, I think. Yeah, Although yeah, yeah. he doesn't know how signatures work, you know, put it right on top. Yeah. But whatever, okay? <laughs> I think he's just trying but to the, ruin it. But yeah. then the other guy is extra stupid because he does it while the other while the main guy is like in the room. Yeah. So of course he gets caught, you fucking idiot. But yeah. whatever. It's in the subway. Yeah, and they're fighting. And they're running down the they run they run. Yeah, this they, is like the like, last twenty chase. minutes of the movie. Yeah. yeah, it's it's the main plot point of the movie, which happens right at the end. Because yeah. he he gets killed by him and the other guy both hit the third rail in and the, the subway Alexa, thing. Yeah, they fry. And they both they both fry. I was like, holy shit! Yeah, well, I, I was like, oh my god, are they going to hit by a train? Well, I thought they were going to hit by a train. How about this? Gonna... I'm going to use the royal we. Okay, we <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we were like sitting there and uh, I thought it was going to hit by a train. And I'm like, are they going to hit by a train? I and then so. they like telegraph the third rail thing. Oh, one of them's going to die on the third rail. Oh, is, the, is he going to... And at that point, I'm like, oh, he's going to, like, accidentally throw that guy in the third rail, and then he's going to get, like, arrested no, for they murder. Both, they nope, both. they're both dead. <laughs> they're both super dead. Third rail will kill you, I, okay? I would have preferred uh, this film if it was a documentary. If this was a documentary, have yes. the real people in this movie doing their dances, Do and, then, talking head and, shit. and then interviews with them. Yeah. I think... It I, could it even was, be fake. It could even be, we're going to make up storylines for you people, but you just say them as talking heads, and then we go back to some I people think, who do some I stuff. think I would have okay. liked that a better. It would have had more natural yeah. feel. They're trying to be a movie, I, and then periodically they say, oh, by the way, you're also at a concert. So, <laughs> I, But I didn't hate this movie by any means. I, um, yeah. So I'm probably going to give it a higher rating than you. I, I'm not. It's not a full recommendation. I'm giving it a two and a half because I liked all the dancing in the movie and it was harmless to watch. That's the thing. And it was just kind of like, it was really fun to watch, but anytime I was just like, okay, get on to the next dancing. But there was a lot of dancing in it. So There was a, there was a lot. Yeah. So, so anything compared to, to that, the last movie we were going to watch. No, which is right, 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 right. Oh, you, want, oh, oh, you, you can't go to the bathroom because you're going to miss all the dancing. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> so that was, so that was, yeah, that was, that was Beat Street. So what, what would you give it? A two? I'm going to give it a two. Yeah, that sounds yeah. about right. It's like, I was between a two and a half. Every time there's music and dancing, yeah. it's awesome. Every time there's not music and dancing, you know, take your phone out and do whatever you want. Yeah, it's yeah. Meaningless garbage. Okay? Yeah, I was between two, two and a half, but I like the dancing so much that I just, if you like this kind of thing, if you if you especially if you're a breaker, a break dancer, and like watching break dancing, th- this is something I can recommend to watch the dancing. Yeah, this so I had never heard a single song that was in this one before, and I loved all the songs. Right, but then again, like I said, target audience for all this music. Okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, full, it's good full music. Blown, yeah, fifteen years Great old. Music. It's like Tim. Okay, you're gonna want to listen to music, and then you're gonna masturbate, then you're gonna listen to music. Okay, <laughs> those are what you're gonna do. It's fifteen years old. Okay? Beat, Beat Street. So yeah, it's Beat Street. Next one. Went to the drive, and what car did we steal this time? Uh, what nineteen eighty four? Did we get a gremlin? My mom had a Pinto. We stole that. Sure. Okay. <laughs> so we're at the drive-in to see. Oh, we could have stole my neighbor's gremlin. I don't know if they had it in eighty four. Or, or <laughs> Omnis or Horizons or whatever. Okay. Okay. Footloose and and Breakin' are uh, there's a double feature here that we got to see at the drive-in. So Footloose. So I've seen this a bunch of times. Probably I'd only seen it once, and probably nineteen eighty four. I probably but of course, I had seen the rest of the movie in meme form. Okay? I've probably <laughs> seen this once or twice all the way through. But yeah. I've probably seen bits and pieces of this a bunch because I used to work at a video store and I had pe- co-workers that loved this movie that would just play it because okay. we would play movies while we watched. So I would see it over and over again, but I didn't really sit all the way through because I'm helping yeah. customers and shit. But So I'm very familiar with the film, very familiar okay. with the soundtrack. Um, I knew every song in this except for like one which I did not remember. Yeah, most of the yeah, it's all and there's... This soundtrack was fucking huge. Yeah, and, and obviously this is... 
um, other than Beat Street and Breaking. This is a big, bigger budget. Yes. It is the most polished of the films. Of um, well, of the of the three dan- of the three dancing. Dan- yeah, it's yes, the most yes. polished film for sure. Streets of Fire, and Moscow, Moscow, and Hudson are both actually oh, yeah. probably more polished. Than yeah, this. yeah, yeah. But this is really polished, and it's very uh, glitzy. Herbert Ross, who was a choreographer, he had something to do with dance. I know that he, I don't know if he was a choreographer or something, but he is. He's not unfamiliar with dancing and music. I'm, I'm gonna. He's not. I'm gonna tell you. With I'm gonna tell you something. That, I'm, gonna t- I'm gonna tell you something that's gonna give you a half a uh, whole full star rating off this movie, though. Herbert Ross directed Play It Again, Sam. Just to let you know. So this is the director of Play It Again, Sam. Yeah, but Play It Again, Sam was written <laughs> by, by Woody, Woody Allen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, but anyways, it wasn't badly directed, right, right, right. except for it was bad in every way. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So Herbert Ross did. Play it oh, you're right. Sam. This movie's a negative four star. <laughs> <laughs> so Footloose, I, the poster's great. It's a great uh, art. Painting of Kevin Bacon just getting into his dance with his headphones yes. on. 1984 headphones. Oh my god! Which yeah, I'm sure they sounded awesome. <laughs> so Kevin Bacon plays Ren, and he's a city kid who goes to this small town. Yeah, his which, mom's there. which state is this? In? They didn't really they say it's did the they? South, because there's a bunch of cowboy hats involved. Let's I don't see think if we can. It says Beaumont, but it doesn't say yeah, where it's, it's at. In the right? South, just a small town. Yeah. Okay. Here's the weird thing. It's really weird about this movie. It's obviously deep ish mm-hmm. South because mm-hmm. there's a lot of cowboy hats. But there ain't no people of color in this entire town. Oh, not this is, one. This takes place in an alternate universe where the Nazis full blown one. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's the only thing I come up with. So he's, no Jewish people, no black people, no Mexicans. They live like an hour away from the Mexican border. No Mexicans. Okay. <laughs> so they, <laughs> um, he's in this small town. You know, I don't know if he was necessarily a bad kid or anything like that, but you know, he's—I don't think he was. No, his dad like abandoned him or died. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, don't, yeah. I can't remember. But he gets in the small town, you know, trying to fit in. He likes to dance. He's a dancer. I mean, it's funny. There's only like three dance scenes in the whole movie. Yeah, they're long. Well, the opening only... credits have a weird dance scene. I think they oh. actually have at least they're all feet, which I think it's was just feet during Footloose. That was like yeah, an yeah. added thing because they said, "Oh yeah, oh yeah." By the way. Uh, well, I wonder if this movie was even called Footloose, or they said, "Oh shit, we got this a fucking amazing." They only played the song five times. In the yeah, song, five times we have in the this movie, awesome yeah. song. Let's call this movie that song, and then just play that song over and over. And I'm right. like, I'm not going to complain. I love Footloose. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the opening <laughs> credits is just like feet dancing during Footloose, or the song Footloose. That's it. Anyways, Kevin Bacon is trying to fit in, and he meets. Laurie Singer, who's the preacher's daughter, played by John Lithgow, who's actually really good in the oh, movie. Lithgow is fucking mind blowing. He's he's really good. It's, well, I'm a big John Lithgow fan. This movie made anyways. Lithgow and Kevin Bacon household names. Oh, Kevin Bacon's really good in the movie too. Yeah, right? I know. Yeah, he's but really they, good. this movie broke them both out. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then they both went on to be phenomenal actors. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. And Lithgow already, at, at least for me, was already pretty. He was pretty known. He was already nominated twice for Academy Awards at this be- point. Before this, yeah. Oh, was he? He was nominated for Best Supporting Actor in World According to Garp and Best Supporting Actor in Terms of Endearment. Oh, okay. And so he's already but those in, are not blockbuster movies. And then he was also the villain in two Brian De Palma movies. In 1976, he was in Obsession. How old was he in this fucking movie? I don't know. He was like 39. He, he's still around. 39. He's got to be 904 years old now. Okay? And then he was also the bad guy in Brian De Palma's Blowout, which was one of my favorite movies. This is a really good it's movie. A, it's a Palma, of course. You're yeah, yeah. I love De Palma. Yeah, so anyways, so John Lithgow kind of, he kind of dis- <laughs> discovered him for thea- theatrical okay. Okay. Anyways, but I do believe that this is probably the movie that people. Yeah, first I think saw so. I think because so. Like the, the mainstream public. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was the seventh highest grossing film in '84. Yeah, it was. World huge. According Garp was the 800th. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, in terms of *Nirvana*, 
Truman was pretty big. Yeah, I guess Truman's that one best picture. Yeah. John Lithgow has you know there was a death that happened and like that involved his son. Yeah, like yeah. a car accident, it was drunk a car driving accident on some bridge. But he <laughs> correlates to like dancing is bad and the devil and da da da. Yeah, he goes all in on that stuff. His Weird fire and brimstone speeches or sermons are pretty. That's what he starts off. It's the first thing you see, and I'm like, movie, yeah. Mark, he's really good in this movie, and we all know. Because we've been watching him for 40 yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. years, 50 yeah. years. That's not him. He's just good at being an actor. What a, what amazing surprise. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. He's a world-class actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's really good. Even the bad guy in Cliffhanger. He's a, anyways. It's oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Cliffhanger is so weird. It's it's great. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. you make the mistake of thinking. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what that movie is. Anyway, so Footloose. Kevin Bacon is trying to, you know, he, trying to fit in. He... He kind of forms a relationship with Laurie Singer, who's with this real douchebag redneck guy, of course. Yeah. And so there's well, conflicts all in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although his best friend in this, Chris the Penn, way, the way they the way they meet, they start off, they look like they're going to be villains. No, they're best friends by the end of the scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, really Chris like Penn, um, who went on to be nice guy Eddie in Reservoir Dogs. So yeah. was, every time I'm looking at him, I'm just like, Larry, stop pointing the fucking gun at my dad every time. But anyways. Stop watching Reservoir Dogs, okay? <laughs> so Chris, Chris Penn, and he's like super thin and young in this. And, um, yeah, they all are. Yeah, well, Except Kevin Bacon. Lithgow is like 40. <laughs> right, right, right. So <laughs> they end up uh, becoming friends. Um, he's trying to get the town to kind of want to dance. And it kind of ends with like they want to do this big prom at the end of it. Of course, John Lithgow. The whole—I mean, it is literally illegal to dance in the town. They made it. They passed public, a law. Public dancing. Public you can dancing. dance at home. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. guess. Okay. So, just so <laughs> the Nazis didn't fully win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. What's behind closed doors? You know, like that, all right? But so the, the, it all leads to this big thing, and there's a great speech that Kevin Bacon gives. You know, and he like quotes the Bible about dancing and stuff at this big yes, town meeting. That and is stuff. The, the. Here's the thing. I had seen this, but I remember that that scene yeah, happened. Yeah. I thought it had. I thought when they were planning this dance, I'm like, "Well, they get caught in the dance and yeah, there's yeah, a trial." Yeah. No, this is him asking like yeah. the, the people to change the law. He doesn't win that. No. Yet for somehow they pass. Well, let's let's go, let's go it. changes it. I'm like, is he the is he the mayor? No. He pretty How does much he have magic power. I feel like <laughs> that he's got a lot of pull. In that he town. seems to have like, a ton of pull. <laughs> ton of pull. Here's the thing. He's, he's technically the villain. But in actuality, they post in what's her faces ex boyfriend as the villain, and yeah. it's just a fight. And I'm like, okay, they they needed a real villain, a guy that he could defeat with fists later. Yeah, like, yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. guy, he warms up. Although he it, kinda, it kind of is a sudden turn. It is. <laughs> and then uh, Diane Weist is really good as as uh, oh, yeah. wife. She's I, really I'm good. a big fan of hers. Anyways, uh, she's really good. One thing I want to mention though, Lori Singer, who plays the lead, she is so she plays uh, John. Lithgow's daughter. Daughter, yeah. They're 12 years apart. Really? In real life. Well, I, it's, it's, a, it's a movie. <laughs> He's 39, she's 27. That's she's 27. She does movie. look young. She also needs to eat a fucking hamburger because she's so fucking But He was like okay. 25, 26, 27 yeah, yeah. as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, they all was, are. Yeah. I mean, there might be when they're walking around in the school, there's a few teenagers that literally from the so he plays teenagers. a high schooler literally six years ago he plays a college freshman in animal house six years earlier yeah kevin bacon is a is a college it's, freshman it's in animal it's house fine. six years earlier than this but, but now he's six Tom years holland is still playing peter parker yeah. and he's like 30 okay so i like this movie this is this is another movie that's kind of it's, like critic proof i mean you can find shit to shit on about it but all the acting's good it's it's, it's a very much the dancing stuff it's of the time yeah the yeah. dancing stuff is just one of the plots in it. There's oh. actually still he like gets in this weird chicken chase down thing yeah. and all that stuff, and I'm like, 
Well, it's like a rebel without a cause. It doesn't make rebel, sense. Okay. It's a lot of rebel without a cause kind yeah, of like yeah. plot yeah. going on and, in the movie. The, this is one of those movies where it's hard to even talk about it because you're like, we all know everything about this movie. Yeah, it's every fine. single aspect of this movie, we all know it. And okay. every and every criticism that you come up with, it's like, well, it's footloose. It's footloose. It's, footloose. Also, it's like, come and on, you wait two minutes, and then even though you're not supposed to dance. They're going to put on a boombox at the local restaurant, and the whole fucking town breaks up the dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except for this guy who shows up and turns it off. <laughs> I really um, liked... Everybody loved oh, that song, Oh, Sarah Jessica jerk. Parker is in there as well as uh, Chris Penn's girlfriend or whatever. That's Sarah Jessica Parker. That is her. That was oh, her. wow. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. She was the one who was sad that she couldn't dance in the club. Yes. That's that apparently they got fake IDs for, even though they're all in their mid 20s. <laughs> <laughs> I think Chris Penn was legit a teenager in that movie. Was he? Okay. I maybe. think, other than that, though. Sarah Jessica Marker might have been, too. She looks really young. Maybe, yeah. But yeah, Kevin Bacon's good. I love the <laughs> dancing when, you know, when he's at his work or whatever, the, the mill, whatever it is, warehouse. Place that he yes, had. that is the that's the most meme scene. And then his and then his, his weird that was and the his weird stunt thing. double just does all the dancing like yeah, know, it's all that was the weirdest scene watching this movie because I had not seen it in a while. Yeah. I'm like, uh, I don't know this song. I know this scene. Oh right, but I have no recollection of this. And song then him because like other people have added their own yeah. song to that over the last forty fucking years. And, and then he's like, doing all the gymnastic shit, and he's like, yes. grabs the chain and he's swinging. Yeah, I'm like, yes, that's I can't. That's quote unquote dancing. I can't help. But just smile and chuckle during that whole scene. It's oh, yes. fun. It's, it's fun. It's 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 a fun scene, mostly because in the dancing in that is weirdly as much as I'm shitting on it, it's like yeah. not dancing. It's as much dancing as actual teenager would do. Yeah. The end of the movie, suddenly they're the best dancers in the fucking universe. Everything... And they literally weren't allowed to dance until now. Yeah. Every oh, and they're so good. I'm Everyone's like, good. I am the best robot dancer. Oh, they had a break yeah, they throw a break dancer in there and I'm like Okay, I'm like, the movie. Okay. This movie is super artificial. I mean, yes. it, it is. It's a teen drama movie that happens to have some dancing. Okay, but it's super artificial. Nothing in it. You you go like that's oh yeah that's like in real life. None yes. of it. None of it. But uh, this movie. But no, it's fun. It's fun movie. It I would compare to like phenomenal dirty, Do you like Dirty Dancing? I, mean, I, I think I've seen Dirty Dancing like maybe one half time. So I, I like Dirty Dancing too, but I would compare this to Dirty Dancing because Dirty, like you watch Dirty Dancing, nothing, not well, one scene in that movie is genuine, and that's kind of how I feel about this movie. But I can't help but like the movie. It's fun. It's it's it has an energy to it. It's it's well crafted. It, it's it's a well it has some good movie. acting. It has it has solid acting. Oh, that's right. The I'm going to tell you what the best actor in this movie is. Though. Okay, and it happens at like the halfway point. Okay, there's a point where they're back in the church. And mm-hmm. this guy was doing his rigmarole, and there's a kid who fell asleep in the church. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and his dad wakes him up, and the kid is like the most most accurate representation of a kid who just woke up, and he just goes back to sleep. He like, probably... Holy shit, that kid was fucking amazing! He was probably sleeping. He might have been really? sleeping. Oh, yeah, I hope yeah. he... I, I hope... Here's the thing, that I'm just going to call it awesome method, okay? He <laughs> <laughs> was full method. No. But he didn't look at the camera. Yeah, if no. you were actually asleep and it actually happens, the first thing you fucking look at is a camera. I was like, well, where, where, where am I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think he was faking yeah. it. I think he was doing really fucking good he at was it. A okay? great, what a great that kid, kid was awesome. No, no, I like, I, I think, I think it's just good. There's not much more I could say about well, it. Well, you want like, the, I don't even remember what I just gave it. Did I give it a star? No, I give it okay. three stars. <laughs> three stars. It's fun. I, I mean, I like it. It's, it's, a, it's good, a solid. It's a fun movie. It has some of the same problems. The music's amazing. The actual movie itself is, it's, it's better than the other ones. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just... Well, not, and let's go and stuff my, elevated up. Yeah, like, oh, that's, yeah that's he's good. Bad. Yeah, There's like good it. acting. I hate saying two and a half again. You can do two and a half, that's fine. 
No, I, I, I think Footloose is fine. Because I was going to start Fun a movie. new rating system for myself to oh. a mild degree. Okay? <laughs> but if I hated a movie, I was going to say that I give that movie prognosis negative oh. and then prognosis positive. <laughs> I can't do it for any of the movies that I hate. Yeah. I mean, I guess I gave Moscow a three. Yeah. But whatever. Okay? So the <laughs> next, last movie was is Breakin'. Breakin', not Breakin' 2. Electric Boogaloo. No. Yes. Although one of the characters, not characters, one of the characters is played by a guy who has a Boogaloo nickname Shrimp. Boogaloo. Boogaloo Shrimp. Yeah, which is, I guess, where they got the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Breakin', the uh, breakdancing movie. So, interesting thing about this movie. This is, is can- it? What? Like I said, there's like two breakdance scenes in this movie, okay? So, <laughs> it's, it's uh, it actually came out a, like a week or two before Beat Street came out. Okay. Because. Or it crushed Beat Street. Because, because watching this movie is yes. fun. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Beat Street's not unfun. It just isn't. Yeah, this fun. movie is fun. <laughs> Canon Pictures. They made a bunch of, like, all the ninja movies and... Oh, this and, is a canon movie? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is the best canon movie yeah. I've seen so, so far. They, so, they, you know, they, like, they made Masters of the Universe. They I, did, I've uh, seen Life Force and Life Force. Is like, it, well, yeah, that was a legit, like... Yeah, Life Force is movie. good. It bombed, so, like, fucking nothing right. else, but it's fucking great. But this movie, <laughs> this movie made way more than Life Force. Although, I'm pretty sure if I watch Life Force now, I'd hate it, so I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> but um, they were kind of very exploitive uh, producers, um... The Canon guys, yes, go, going on Globus. They're trying to make money. They're they're not even good so. At they money heard right. that Beat Street was being made, so they fast tracked this movie. What and beat it? Yes. You want to know why? Because this movie took a week and a half to make. Yeah. Okay? So let's they get, went. Let's get some bunch of people who can well, dance literally better than I can dance, but not anywhere near as good as the people in Beat Street. Well, literally, okay? a, literally <laughs> after the movie was made, Breaking Two comes out literally five months later in the theater. Like it came out the yeah, same oh yeah, year. Yeah. It even the same it references year. it in this. At by the, the way, credits. sequel coming. Yeah. How do we know? Ice T told us. Okay, it's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> Ice T's in this movie. So right. is some other people. So in this movie, uh, <laughs> Lucinda Dickey plays um, a dancer. You only know her name because it says right on that screen. You would never no, remember that. Name. I, I remember Lucinda. I don't remember. Does last she ever name. do anything after this? Ninja Three. That doesn't count as doing anything. It's Canon Pictures <laughs> and Breaking Two. No, anyways. So she plays. Kelly, who becomes Special K, but oh uh, yes, I'm sorry, we didn't reference that. There's an her character is Special K. There's a person whose actual stage name in the credits of Beat Street is Special, Special K. K. Yeah, it's another link. It is Austin. Link. We're full of movie links. They probably found out like, oh, let's put that in our movie first. I don't, maybe <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't put it past them. No, Anyways, her, her name is the lamest thing yeah, yeah, yeah. of the three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but she's like a like professional dancer, kind of ballet professional type Broadway stuff, right? And you know, they practice in you know a studio, and everyone's wearing their leotards and stuff. And she's got a friend. God, what's the guy's name? But he was awesome. I really liked him. Uh, which friend name. was him? Which the one? black guy? There was the gay black guy. The tall, oh yeah, oh, I'm sorry, it's right. A whole other character who doesn't he does he dance in this movie? He dances like her, like the yeah, he's, like, he's the, like a classically trained dancer. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's right. And she's like, hey, we gotta go to the uh, Venice Beach wait, and we go wait, check wait, out wait, these wait. things. That guy was gay. <laughs> <laughs> that dude was so funny. <laughs> that guy the was gay. Was like, that guy, yeah, my yeah, gaydar yeah, was yeah, like yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, all the gaydar way. No, he was baby. awesome. No, oh, he was. He, I, he might actually be the funnest thing. No, he was super fun. No, there's the a lot of fun. In no, there's so, tons of fun. So, oh yeah. So they go to Venice Beach and they are watching dancers, and two of them are friends with the with um, the gay black guy. I think you could just say friend. Friend, like, well, gay black dude. Actually, I don't know his name. You're right. We, I know. I, I, know, I have no idea. Let's see here. Uh, those are the main three. Adam. It's Adam. 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 
Yeah, it was Adam. Yeah, he doesn't have okay. a Wikipedia page. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> so, even though I think he was pretty good in this movie. Yeah, Adam was great. So, Adam, uh, and I can't remember if he was in two or not. Anyways, Adam, uh, so he's friends with these guys. It's Ozone and Turbo. They're like, so there, there's like a five minute scene of them like break dancing. And in the background, I had to point out to Tim that one of the extras is Jean Claude Van Damme. It's like he, the first real street dance. And he is thing. literally in oh, every shot, and he's like, reacting and dancing reacting. to everything. He's like a third character. He that? is. He is. He's <laughs> like a third character. But you know, if you don't notice it, you might not. But if, as soon as I, if you, if you notice it, you're not going to oh, unsee you can't, it. Uh, you, you're only looking at him. Yeah. Like, there's dancing going on. But there's JCBD right there. Is right no. there as an expert. And this was two years before he did No Retreat, No Surrender. His dancing involved slapping. Yeah. No slapping his and hands. it did. A, and it was. Uh, in this movie. And then it was uh, four years before he did Bloodsport. So he was right on the cusp. He was on the cusp of being the man we all know and love. Yeah. I mean, that man, mediocre yeah. actor. Yeah. Kind of made it okay. Some yeah. of them kind of okay. Oh, I, 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 I kind of uh, like some of those. I hope. Like, we, kind of. Maybe we can. Oh, I'll go back in time. Watch a oh, couple no. of those. Let's do it. We're gonna be. We will. So, anyways. Um, but she's dancing in this in this hoity-toity place, and this the his her instructor is a real piece of dog shit. Yes. Oh, he's terrible. He is a real piece of shit. He has a crush on her. He's the villain he, of he, the movie. He attempts to rape her. Although at one we all point. kind of assume because there's another character in this movie that we all just assume is going to be the villain. He's not. He's not. Christopher he's Donald. Not. You, Shooter we, McGavin. Shooter McGavin. Because because of Shooter McGavin, we would just assume, oh, he's going to turn. What I kept waiting guy. for him to be, but then, so he's the guy he, that he's actually he's just he an plays agent an agent. He's a agent. He's plays an agent that comes yeah. to help Kelly, and you kept on waiting for him because he is like, oh, look, he's clearly interested in her. Well, who is it? She's fucking hot as balls. But okay. <laughs> he's clearly interested, you know, but he seems to accept whatever she does. Like, he's not, like, forcing yes. himself on her. Yes. She, which is nice. She just basically shows him her friends that can street dance, and he goes, okay, now I'm going to be all your agents. Okay? Yeah. yeah. Even though I'm like, they weren't, they were okay. <laughs> okay. But I like you. you go, but yeah. You go to, go to the random street, and you're going to see people just as good as they are. Yeah, okay? yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, and then... That little kid was awesome. Oh there's yeah, a, there's, there's a, a kid, kid in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's fucking awesome. He's really good. Actually, he's, actually, he's oh, okay. like spinning on his head. Do your thing. I have. A yeah, yeah. He's spinning on his head and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kid so, was awesome. and then what they do is so it, it it leads up to a big audition to see if they can get this like part to be in the street musical or whatever. The main rival is her old instructor, who is you know. And he's like, you guys aren't dancers. You guys are street trash, you know. And so it just boils down to that. And then there's a big yeah. pr- production at the end of the movie. That's pretty much it. So, and then there's like subplots, you know, there's like a little love triangle because Ozone obviously likes Kelly, but they don't really consummate the romance or anything. No, not really. Part two, though. <laughs> sure. Spoiler alert. Um, oh, no, you're explaining the plot part, to Electric Boogaloo. What am I going to do? So, no, <laughs> I think the actors in this movie, there are, you know, they're amateurish actors, but they have a charm to them. They they have they have a certain charm to them. I think Lucinda Dickey's fun because they uh, just they're there. They're like they're waiting for their next the thing. guy. Shabadoo, okay, who plays like, Ozone, is I think he's good. Here's the thing. You, yeah. Once again, using the royal we. Yeah. Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna say we timed how much time oh. in this movie there wasn't dancing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why you had your stopwatch out. <laughs> That's correct. Uh, where did I put it? It's right here. I think it is. This, it's 39 minutes of this movie has no dancing, which oh, means wow. in a movie that's like an hour and 28 minutes yeah. long is significantly more dancing than not dancing. Yeah. Okay? But a lot of it's not break dancing. A lot of it is... No. Is, well, some of it is the the first dancing you see is like her yeah. like 
choreographed like yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. street not street but yep. classical dancing. Yep. I um yeah, I think the dancing's fun in the movie. Um even break, whether it's break dancing or not. Ozone is, is fun to watch. Turbo is the better dancer. Like he's awesome. He is. And I think very possibly the best dance sequence is he goes outside to like sweep. I was just about to say that. And he does like this awesome thing with his broom. With With, his broom. He's dancing with the broom. Broom dance. And as long as you keep your eyes closed, you can't see the wires. Can't see the wires. Can't see the wires. There's one shot I did. Only one shot I saw. Yeah, by that one, you mean you could they're like hooked to his hands yeah, yeah it's yeah, like yeah, yeah, it's yeah. way too close up you idiots but, but whatever but yeah he it's, does, still like, it's still by far he does this minute the best actual dance yeah he does the it's like a minute minute and a half of yeah. him dancing just by himself with a broom and very similar although and, that's because his friend said told friend him, sent, him, sent sent him outside to sweep the outside i'm right. like what's going on but then okay. but, but then he says but <laughs> then he's sweep outside and this is not where you go sweeping. <laughs> and this is a reference to, uh, uh, at least for me, because I'm a big film geek. Right before that, he's like, "Who do you think you are, Fred Astaire?" And he goes, "Who?" Fred Astaire literally dances with like uh, I, a coat rack. Thank you. In Royal Wedding. Thank you for acting like I don't know who. No, right, Fred right, right. Astaire is. No, but 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 that's the reference. <laughs> yes. And then right yes. away, he proceeded yes. to do what Fred Astaire does. Yes. In the oh, oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. I thought that was really cool. I, I really like that so, scene. So what you're saying is the canon of the film. Yeah. Uh-huh. Boom, boom, boom. Meta. Yeah. The canon of the film is. He only said that to act like he didn't know Fred Astaire is, but he knows everything about Fred Astaire. He must have. Loves yeah, him. yeah. He loves that skinny bastard. Okay? <laughs> and all the like the drama stuff because they shoehorn drama in here like they did in Beat Street, but it was cheesier. It's cheesier, and you're but like, you're laughing at it, and, and it's also, fun. You don't have to wait as long. It's like, oh yeah. no, I have to wait two minutes till more well, dancing Street, happens. Yeah, Beat Street was like twenty five minutes longer than this movie. It's and, longer and, than and, this, yeah, yeah, yeah. and there is significantly. There's still dancing in it. There's still a heavy amount. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like I said, this movie is like 50 minutes dancing. Yeah. I think Beat Street is probably like 25 minutes yeah. dancing. Okay. Yeah. And then there's the other stuff. And you're like, boy, I can't wait for the dancing to start. <laughs> right. And then the the finale when they're dancing, and then they, and then they have that thing where they they all jump into the camera, and then it freeze frames and it goes break in. I'm like, fuck yeah. yeah and I love then that. That and Ice T's rapping in the background. Yeah, and yeah, he yeah. Mentions be the back sequel. for part two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, Electric oh yeah, it. let's watch it. No wait, that's not. <laughs> it's not out yet because we're traveling through. That's time right. Time. It was not out yet. That would have been a good double feature. Um, no, that would have been if we had gone to the right. The right drive-in, we could have seen one and two oh, at the same I time. I wonder. I would have to. Well, no, because well, Breaking Two came out in December, so I don't know if there was. But it was Somebody, drive-in, some but... drive-in said we're going to put both of them because you're going to be. Oh, I guess in dancing. California, when they, when they could actually have them in December. Oh, because we're, we're in Minneapolis. That's yeah. why oh, they're closed. Oh, that's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, anyways, uh, we'd have to. Might could have happened next year. Yeah, right. Know. But yeah, I think the the dialogue's fun. It's it's cheesy. Like I smiled through the whole movie. Like I like oh, yeah. it. I enjoyed I'm, the it's, shit. It's out three stars for me. I, I sat there and I really liked the I soundtrack. Gonna, I, two and a half. <laughs> give it another movie two and a half. But weirdly, a high two and a half. I, it's a three. I love this movie. It's it's so much fun. It's fun. It's a comfort it's a movie. It's a comfort it's movie. I, it's I throw it on. And and uh, the soundtrack's great. I have the soundtrack on vinyl. Prognosis. And I didn't Midland. Okay. And, I, and I and I didn't mention that um, for Streets of Fire, I also have the soundtrack on vinyl, which I showed you right before we recorded. Yes. Well, yeah, I have, but I do have the breaking on soundtrack on vinyl too. I mean, I, I I just like collect soundtracks on vinyl, so I would yeah, I would even get Beat Street because um, the music was good in it. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't have Footloose on vinyl, which I need to get. Okay, whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's it's it was so huge you can literally just turn on the radio you might hear it in the, you know, okay? <laughs> but yeah no breaking I, yeah breaking's just a fun movie i think uh 
and and you haven't seen Breaking Two, but that one I didn't see that. So I saw Breaking as a kid. Uh, we rented it at the video store. Breaking Two I never saw until like literally like a year or two ago. I watched it. That's weird because and I think most people now, if they were gonna rent one of them, they'd just go to Two because two. it's the meme one. It's got the name. It's <laughs> way more ridiculous There's, than this movie. It is. I'm, what? It is really I mean, ridiculous. I guess this movie is. It just has dancing. The actual storylines are kind of standard. Yeah. It is <laughs> Wait, funny. It's is laugh Shrew, out is loud. Is Shooter McGavin in it? No. What I the don't fuck that garbage? Think so? No, I don't think he's in it. <laughs> Holy shit. Why have no. I. Why, okay. We are at Austin's house right now. Yeah. He has a bunch of movie posters. Why don't you have that fucking movie poster? <laughs> Break that too? fucking giant shoe with people dancing on it. It is really good. <laughs> it's so fucking... Yeah. You got that fucking cool as ice piece of shit up there. So I got that as a gift, as a joke. As a, I've never even seen it. I have a vanilla ice, ice poster. At some point, we're going to travel to 1982, 1993. Yeah, I think. Or it might be two. Yeah, you might right. be. I don't know. Or 91. Actually, it might be 91. Maybe you, you, it was it was early 90s. That was when that song was the biggest song in the fucking world. Cool as ice. Yeah. What does the poster say on that? It is like, when a girl has a heart of stone, just add ice. It's you and your like, fucking eyeglasses. So I can't bad. read that shit. It's too far Anyways. Away. Well, I, I can't read it either. I, I just know you what it says. You just remember Because you live it. You live that poster, Austin. Well, that's our that, that's the movie. So, Moscow on the Hudson, Streets Fire, Firestarter, B Street, Footloose, and Breakin'. I didn't hate any of these movies. I didn't hate any of them, and uh, well, Moscow and Hudson is so it just is weirdly both yeah. the best movie and the most disappointing oh, movie. Right, to right. Me. I'm so, like, God, this movie could have been so could have been one of my favorite viewing right. experiences. So, best movie for you is it's Moscow. And still Hudson. Moscow. So, <laughs> of course, mine Streets of Fire. Is, oh, Streets of Fire, the one that you get four stars. Weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the best movie. Um, so this is so best performance acting acting lead actor. Lead actor. I'm gonna. Is, give, I'm is, gonna give it to Ron Williams. You're not gonna say. I'm assuming you're not gonna count. Let me count Willem. That's supporting I, actor. I, we'll do supporting. Okay. We'll do supporting. We'll see. We'll but Moscow on the Hudson is is and Lithgow. You're not. You're not gonna give him lead, even though he's literally the first guy you see. He's like literally the first guy you see. Okay, but he isn't literally. He's, it's a he isn't the lead. You're right. But Moscow on the Hudson is lead actor. actor. That would be the it. best. It's probably is. Ron Williams, he's probably, really good in the he's movie, really good. and I would have nominated him too. I think he's yeah, really, I'm, really I'm good amazed. In the movie. Just because even if it was just that one tub scene, yeah, it's like holy shit. Yeah, I mean, granted, it might be that he wasn't really acting; he was just like, "I want to grope this hot chick." Okay, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, best lead actress. I mean, there isn't too much of a lead actress, but I would probably give it to Marie Kachita Alonso, although it's kind of sporty. Yeah, she's pretty but, sporty, but she's she really good. Show up till the fucking half hour point. <laughs> but you know, she's is the the female uh, lead, I guess. But I think you realize that okay, really, okay. Drew Barry, I wouldn't give it to Drew Barrymore. You wouldn't? No, I didn't. I'm weirdly going to say because she was like seven and she, she there's a couple of times in the movie where I'm sometimes like, she was good, sometimes she wasn't though. Yeah, yeah, I know. But just because I'm gonna be a nice person to a little girl <laughs> and she is like of all the movies in here, there's only really two with actual lead actresses, yeah. that would be her and Breakin. Okay, and I'm not giving it to Breakin. Oh, she's okay. She's, she's charming. She's charming. I don't know if it's a good performance. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, so actually, uh, well, actually, no. What's her face? Is the lead the girlfriend in Footloose? Kind of. It's kind of but supporting I also, too. Weirdly, Laurie Singer. Yeah, I'm gonna have to give Drew is okay. the star of that fucking movie. Yeah, and I'm yeah. not gonna say that she should have been nominated or anything. No, good. But I'm surprised watching it. I'm like. She's like seven. She's surprisingly not as terrible, I would assume. Supporting <laughs> actor. This is really good. So for me, it's George C. Scott. Oh, for it's, Firestarter. It's, like, oh, it's like, 
Lithgow for you? It's between the two. I mean, I don't. But I, I'm going to give it to George. I C. thought George C. Scott was great. I just didn't understand any motivation. Yeah, 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 okay? yeah. But I would give I it. No, they do kind of weirdly. But Lithgow is good. Lithgow is good. Zero religion in me. I have. I understand his motivation more. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, Lithgow is a really good choice because I would. I would probably would have picked him too if it wasn't for George yeah. C. Scott. And then supporting actress, I would. So for me, this is going to be different than what you would give. I would give it, I'm going to give it to Amy Madigan in Streets of Fire. Oh, well, is it really? It's Maria. It's, it's Conchita Alonso. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah she's really good in the she's movie. Really she's really good. She's really actress. good at it. Yeah. And uh, I actually gave a shit about her character and I did not give one red shit about what's her face. Okay. Oh, Amy Madigan. <laughs> like, oh. I just thought it was a she was on the screen, I'm like, can we not have her? Oh, wait, then I have to watch somebody else. Can we just not watch this movie anymore? Oh, wait, music's going to start. Oh, well, Streets of Fire would win everything else. Like, it's really pretty. I think it's so fucking pretty. Like, I gave like all, cinematography, I, art direction. I gave all these movies like two and a half, and I gave Moscow a... Maybe I gave, three. You gave a three. I, well, I may have given Streets a two. I gave something a two. So you gave um, Beach Street a two. Beach Street a two. Is that what it was? Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Back. You're gonna edit this later. You're gonna know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do it. So yeah, no. I don't the, think about the star ratings like maybe you do. No. I just wait until I'm here and I'm like, oh yeah. I, have to, I guess I have it's to do that. It. Yeah, I, yeah, I have yeah, to do yeah. this now. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Streets of Fire for me. It's 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 a movie that it does have a cult status now. But it was a movie that it totally flopped when it came out. Yeah, I had never huge, heard of it. Huge flop. Or at least if I had, I had no recollection of her. And it was just I. I remember watching it on Cisco and Ebert, and I think they gave it like well at the time they weren't doing thumbs up and thumbs down. They were doing yeses and nos. They was, had they hadn't come up with their, their no it was it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't even called Cisco Ebert yet it was just called sneak, at the movies it was but, no it was before that it was sneak preview wait 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 there's a thing before at the movies sneak previews you're a fucking yeah you should still it was be on a, PBS you should still be a virgin okay? <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah PBS but yeah so th- that's that was the that was the episode good job that was a, I that was a fun one. it's it's it is good I'm not like I was I, I never screamed well two and a half. All across the board is not terrible. Yeah, it's, it's fine. You know, it's fine. I mean, the, even the ones I shit on, I'm like, yeah, it's like, the good parts are so fucking good. It's <laughs> but yeah, so the surprise for me, though, is the find was, because um, I've seen Streets of Fire before, but Moscow on the Hudson is really good. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's really good. It's a, it's a, it's really it's a good. gem that's kind of been forgotten about, because it was critically acclaimed on, upon release. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was. It's just nobody saw it. But yeah, and, <laughs> and it's just, I, I feel like. I believe like, somebody, some people went to go see it thinking of Robin Williams or something, because he was like the lead. Yeah. Although, if they had ever seen Garp, maybe they would have realized, right. maybe he hasn't got to crack jokes the entire time. I right, so it's, it's a surprising <laughs> movie, because when you think of, like, oh, he's going to play a Russian, and he's going to defect, and it's going to be a fish out of water, it's going to be like Crocodile Dundee and silly, and, and it, yeah, it's I, not. I, I literally had zero idea yeah. going in. And then that opening scene, I'm like, oh, he defects. Okay, I figured it out. He's <laughs> not just a, happens to be a guy who yeah, yeah, yeah. is Russian and living in there, and it's some slapsticky comedy. You know immediately what that movie is from the first five minutes. I'm like, but yeah, no, that's I, I highly recommend that people seek that one out because it's really good. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's really. I don't good. think we're talking on the podcast anymore. Although we we you have any oh, this is the podcast. No, this is the podcast. Oh, we, oh, we, we, still... we have to sign out. I th- oh, I'm sorry. We're you still said, re- we're you still, still said recording. That catchphrase I wrote. Yeah, that's right. All right. Well, next time uh, we are actually Tim. We, we're actually going to go um, uh, back in time to 1966. I think June 18th, 1966. Yes. Podcast. So I think that was next. You're it the is. One who has them all? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see it. June, June 18th, 1966. 1966. There it is. All right. Until. Uh, the next podcast. I'm Austin Kennedy. That's not what the fucking catchphrase is. I say I'm after Tim Kaiser. Said you yes. said until the next podcast. That's a, kind of an ending. I'm Tim Kaiser. 
I'm Austin Kennedy. See you next Tim. See you next Tim. See? That totally makes no sense, but whatever. <laughs> Goodbye. See you next time. <laughs>